Hello, Chomp Nation, and welcome to another episode of the Chompcast. The Chompcast is the official podcast of Sword Chomp. Usually, I do a fun little comedic intro to set the mood and get us into the show, but we are dispensing with all of the foreplay here. That's right, chiggity cats and diggity dogs, we are going to launch straight into the show. We are discussing the PlayStation Showcase that happened yesterday. We will be discussing all of the games announced in the showcase in general. We will be reading your comments that you left us on the Sword Chomp Instagram that you can leave every Thursday when we post about the topic. We will also be talking about some games, such as More Psychonauts 2, Lake, and The Artful Escape. Lastly, we will be discussing the results of the polls and on our social media this week, such as excitement for the Alan Wake remaster announcement, and that poll was ran before the PlayStation Showcase yesterday, anime games, success of No Man's Sky this past five years, a desert billion-dollar city, hand-drawn strategy guides, Shang-Chi, music and the seasons, and Beyond Meat. A ton to get to, but let's introduce you to the crew who will be joining me this week. Like I said, quick and to the point this week, I have the editor, Rich Meister. Rich, I know that you are honestly probably super eager to talk about all of these announcements um, from yesterday, and I think a large part of that is probably due to all of the Insomniac and Marvel announcements, right? Wolverine's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I was... Surprised at how excited I was for that, but that's a little teaser for later. But how's your week going? Um, wow, what a question. <laughs> I know, it's, it's one that I've never asked you before. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's serviceable. Yeah, it's getting the job done. If it was a Metacritic score, what would you give it? Like a three. Wow, oh, the that's a hundred point okay. scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> three out of a hundred, gotcha. <laughs> Yep. It's, it's that kind of week. Okay, I see. I see. Well, I mean, I, I would do a lot more bantering, but I know we're really eager to talk about the uh, PlayStation uh, showcase, so I'm just going to say I'm glad to have you here. And uh, that other voice you heard, we have your favorite critic's favorite critic returning to us after moving halfway across the country. Josh Fowler, how are you settling in so far? Okay. I'm. Still kind of surrounded with boxes here, but, uh, I mean, getting, depending getting on settled. what kind of job you have, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like over there? I hear it's pretty, it's a lot like here. They have food, TV, almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh moving from, Michigan, which is extremely flat, just surrounded by the lakes and everything. Home uh, of the flat earthers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, no it's the opposite. Here, it's the opposite. We're 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 right at the top of the Smokies. So there's there's. I mean, yeah, up it's, there it's you can light the Gondor torch. Mm-hmm. Fairly easily. Fairly yeah, fairly yeah. easily. Makes sense. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Theoden can shut his damn yapper. Did you guys yeah. ever, ever see, um, speaking of flat earthers, um, <laughs> I was reading a post the other day. I've about, seen a map. 
about um, <laughs> Legolas. And, Those things are uh, flat. And the distance he can see for, and how if you account for the curvature of the Earth and how far an a- the average human can see, it like takes into account Legolas with his pupils have to be like 3.5 millimeters dilated at all times, and you'd have to have some enormous eye stalks to actually uh, see those riders from that far away. Mm-hmm. So he'd, he'd look kind of like a, I don't know, like when you think about aliens with socks and their eyes on that, that's kind yeah. of what you'd imagine Legolas. Yeah. 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 That I'm trying to I remember if to they see... ever address whether Middle Earth is flat. But it's just funny because this post gets into that, sure. and they, they do in the Cimmerillion talk about how... Uh, Middle Earth becomes curved after uh, the fall of Numenor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but it also addresses, to explain the elf thing, um, that while Middle Earth is curved, uh, elves can see through it in a straight line. So elves oh, are the original flat. Hacking. Yeah. So el- elves are flat Middle Earthers. <laughs> mm. they, they have x-ray vision too? Uh, yeah, they're basically Kryptonians. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. This, they live in a curved space-time. Mm-hmm. I love somebody who had a lot of uh, expendable money, expendable income, and a know-how to just go through the trilogy of movies and redo Legolas, but with the stock eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, his huge, and, and don't forget, he'd have like kawaii uh, like mm-hmm. pupils yeah. at I'm all times totally as well. I'm totally down for that. I'm totally down for that. I'll pay money for that. <laughs> it's the same movie, just... Legolas, Legolas looks different. what do your mighty elf eyes see? <laughs> Periscope up! <laughs> he cranks his eyes up. Uh, yeah, it's just know. a little thing on the side of his head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just a little eye crank. I would, I would totally be on board for that. But yeah. uh, Josh, I'm glad you're settling in. I'm glad you're kind of good now. You know, like, still unpacking. That's going to be a few months of a process as... I'm sure you know. You've moved once or twice in your life. A couple times. Yeah. Several several bowel movements. <laughs> I've moved boxes out of my ass. But no, I'm glad you're here. Um, and my name is Shay Layton. I'm excited to talk about a lot of these games, so let's not waste any more time. So, so here's how it'll go. I will go through the standouts for us that we personally connect with or have us the most excited. I'll try to do them in ascending order. And... Uh, before anybody sounds off in the comments or any future posts that we make, we're not purposefully leaving any games off. It's just, I know I these two pretty well and I know myself and I know we're not super excited for some of the games. So for example, um, I asked the guys about rainbow six extraction. None of us here are really rainbow six guys. So it didn't really, that's not sway. what I said, Shay. I said, I find it hilarious how much Ubisoft loves traipsing over the corpse of Tom Clancy. <laughs> I yeah you did say that you did say that and that's true it's true but I mean as for the game itself I don't think it really moved us in any positive way or negative way I was just like okay whatever you know Siege is fun but like for the most part uh, Tom Clancy titles are kind of a a known quantity at this point yeah 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 even if you add aliens and robots well that's the part that I think is hilarious that they're still attaching Tom Clancy's name to like these sci-fi games they're making like what what does that have to do with anything he did at this point exactly so I mean it's like stuff like that that where none of us really the three of us don't really care call me when there's a new splinter cell there you go there Mm -hmm. you go so um, I'm gonna do it in ascending order 
I'm just going to briefly mention the Gran Turismo 7 announcement simply because I'm not really into racing games. The best part about that trailer for me was the music. I was super hyped for the music when also, it first started. It's pretty as fuck. It, yeah, it's a gorgeous game. It is a gorgeous game. But like when that music started, I was like, oh, what's this going to be? And then I saw a car and I was like, oh. Like, see, okay. it's actually funny. Like, Gran Turismo is something I'll always think about buying. But in a world where Game Pass exists and I get uh, Horizon for free, I can scratch my pretty as fuck driving game to chill out and, uh, you know, mess with for a few hours there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this kind of game, I mean, it's it's a great game and it's cool that it's returning and it's coming. It's to no the Ridge Racer. <laughs> I was going to say it's no Twisted Metal, but uh, two totally well, different genres. Let's leave Dave Jaffe out of this and let him do whatever the fuck it is he does. Yeah, exactly. Something horrible. But no, I think that obviously this is the the highest level for a car game, just the level of detail they go into and I respect it. It's not it's not a game for me, but I respect it. And I just wanted to say the music and the trailer was awesome. Game looks gorgeous. Hats off to them. And I hope it's successful and I'm sure it will be. So That's I, beautiful. I, do you guys have any other Major thoughts on Gran Turismo 7? No, Gran Turismo is pretty as hell, and, like, I like a good driving game. Like, I talk the fuck out out of Wreckfest here. Um, Wreckfest! Which is a lot of me going, I prefer driving games where the car goes smashy, uh, which is why I really like things like Burnout and Wreckfest. Um, yeah. Wreckfest! Gran Turismo, always cool. Always cool. Like I said, in terms of that super high fidelity like sim driving game at this point, Game Pass is going to give me every horizon as it comes out, like Forza games. So I'll, if I'm looking for that, I'll probably get it there. Yeah. When I think of racing games, like pure racing games, I think of old arcades where it would be fun to sit with like two or three of your friends on that little kind of rocking um, machine or to sit in like one of the chairs with the shifties and do like a racing game or two on there and then be like, okay. I've had my fun. I think of Garfield Kart. There you go. I think that's about my level of enjoyment with those racing, like super racing sim style games. It's like one or two games and I'm, or matches or whatever you call it, races, and then I'm good. So, sure. Gran Turismo 7. Next is Uncharted, the Legacy of Thieves Collection, which is the remaster of Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. Now, I think this one makes sense because they remastered 1, 2, and 3 for current-gen consoles. And 4 and Lost Legacy, I think, were the only ones that needed a remaster. So, And they're think, coming to PC is really the big, the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to rush out and buy this because I still think Uncharted 4, even though it's probably a little bit dated visually at this game, is still a stunning game even on the base ps4 console but um as this game goes on sale at some point i will definitely end up picking it up just because i never played lost legacy and lost I, legacy is fucking great like i i don't know if the funny thing is i think having this conversation i might have had on this show but it might have been before i was officially part of this show and you might yeah. not have been here yeah. I think Lost Legacy is like my favorite Uncharted game because it's just wow. the right size and um, it tells a really like it is that benchmark of like we're going to spin the wheel on like a fun Indiana Jones story and it's a mm -hmm. really like it, that game knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. I I never got around to that one. Literally the only one I've played is Uncharted 4, which I I do eventually have the plans to go back and play the first three, especially now that they have hd remasters and it'll it'll just uh 
I, when I eventually get around to those games, I think I'll just keep the ball rolling and go through all of the games, you know, in one yeah, yeah, fell yeah. swoop. Yeah, they're definitely worth your time. And I, like I said, four is four's only weakness for me is like that game really like goes on and on and on. And as long as you continue to be into it, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, for my money, Lost Legacy is like the perfect length and. It it doesn't overstay its welcome even in, in the slightest. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of been the only weakness in all of them. Like the combat gets a little out of hand near the end, and you're like, okay, like Unfold. let's ra- let's ra- like all of them. Like, well, I don't know about, but it's, I don't I, I I can't remember the much older ones at this point, but definitely three and four. The funny thing is, two is so long, but I absolutely adore two, and until the end of time, I'll be like. Uncharted 2 is the best Uncharted game until the blue people show up. Blue man group? Yeah, exactly. The, the blue man group just shows up and beats the shit out of Nate and Elena. Oh, mm. I, w- I would love that. I would love that. No, but I... I you know they blew, them, blew themselves. I, if I blow myself in the shower before <laughs> dinner, I'll... <laughs> Dabba-dee-dabba-dai. No, I, I think it's really important collection, actually, for those who didn't play Uncharted 4, because... Um, yeah. The first year that we started this podcast, we were all so enamored with this game. I ended up playing it in two two days, like two sittings. I played, and it's Uncharted a long game. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, it was it was it was such a revelation to me because I had never played the other Uncharted's, and mm. I don't like. I was really involved in the story. I was involved in the fidelity and the adventure. It, all of it was just it hit the right notes at the right time. If if I can so, give you an idea of the length of Lost Legacy for you, Shay, if if you consider Uncharted broken up by like set pieces, um, and then you remember because four definitely had like one or two of these. You know, eventually you kind of get to those hub areas where it's like I'm gonna hang out here for a while, and it's kind of like a semi open world, and I'm gonna go from point A to point B. Yeah, Lost Legacy is kind of like one of those open world sections that's bookended by two big set pieces, and that's the whole game, and it's just it's it's oh it's perfect. That's cool, man. Yeah, I've I've heard some mixed comments uh, on the show actually about Lost Legacy, and so I, I don't like I don't some pretty I dumb really takes. Know what to think of it. I, I didn't really know what <laughs> to think of it. But um, I'm yeah. I mean, like I'm not super excited for this collection, but I'm glad it's coming out. Yeah, definitely good that it, it's happening, and again, I'll always encourage like getting those games onto PC is awesome because yes. Yes. Putting absolutely. them in the hands of people who did not have access to them is just a fucking win. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, next, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I wanted to mention it because the fir- when it was first announced, I was like, eh, okay. This other trailer, though, hit all the right notes. Um, I wasn't really aware of what Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was, and then watching that trailer, I realized it's kind of like a D... De- uh, a D&D campaign where Tiny Tina is kind of like the DM and she's also a character in there and it's it's interesting the way they shot the trailer the baby metal music was so good that is a good track mm-hmm. the, yeah. there's a section in Borderlands 2 like that which is what this is riffing off of um, and I'm going to say something that's going to get me flack I kind of don't care because I hated Borderlands 3 I mean yeah. I, I actually thought it sucked. <laughs> I, I, did, I enjoyed Borderlands 3. I think the bigger barrier for me personally, and sorry for 
anybody who's like, oh, shut the fuck up about social issues. Um, with the the recent allegations and stuff with Randy Pitchford, it really has me a little bit wary to want to... You have a problem with the sex magician? <laughs> yes, it it has me a little wary to dive anything back into anything um, related from the studio. So I I would say that it seems interesting and it seems kind of right up my alley, but I don't know if I want to compromise my morality to play this game. So if you um if you're ever feeling doubts in your your choices, watch that video of me and Josh watching Kevin Hart have to reluctantly uh interact with Randy Pitchford. Dude, no, mm-hmm. I watched that live and that was super uncomfortable. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But I I mean, outside of that, like not <laughs> to get hung just hung up solely on that, that way we legitimately don't want to get hung up it. on that. <laughs> no. I, I I think the humor was really good in the trailer. I think they showed off a lot of what they needed to show off to get people interested who aren't interested. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this is a game for the Borderland faithful, but also people who like D&D, this probably pulled them in, like like myself. I like D&D. After seeing that trailer, I became more interested, and I wanted to possibly consider getting it here's where my my bigger hesitance comes in Mm. um is my main problem with borderlands 3 is to me tiny tina was the worst part of borderlands 2 and borderlands 3 was written like everyone was tiny tina (laughs) and it made me want to smash my head in a desk drawer that's fair i guess i you know, I don't. I didn't play too much of Borderlands too. I, I played maybe like two hours of it, and I've watched other people play it on Twitch and YouTube videos. It's, yeah, I don't know. Borderlands Three was decent, but I don't really get that hyped for the Borderlands stuff in general. I played a lot of one as well, and I just didn't enjoy my. Time I liked with one it. quite a bit, but two hmm. did not do the same thing for me, and three I honestly did not care for. That's fair. I. I feel like this game is going to be a pretty decent departure from their um, their kind of their what am I trying to say? Basically, what they normally do. I think it's going to be a bit of a departure from that. Like they'll still have some of the core. They'll still have some of the core elements, but I don't with the setting and the way it is. I feel like it's going to be more fan fantasy based, more fantastic. I I don't think it is. That'll play in more based off what I've seen already, because, like, the main thing to me was, like, oh, if you were going to make a fantasy game with the Borderlands loot system, that sounds intriguing, but it's still, like, you're in a fantasy world, but it's still just gun drops. I hope it's not only that, because if it is only that, then it will have me less interested, but um, it remains to be seen. I mean, we've seen, what, two trailers at this point, a reveal trailer, and then yesterday's trailer, so. Yeah. We'll have to wait, wait and see. Wait but and the see. Hu- I, I would love to be surprised by this and really like it. I just, I know myself and I don't expect myself to. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I it does well enough that we eventually it, so. get the uh, garage sim that is the Catch a Ride saga. <laughs> Catch a Ride! Mm-hmm. I just want a real, like, D&D game where it's like, not you actually playing D&D, but you are trying to assemble people to actually get together and schedule a day, and then you have to So you just want to be in a, you just want to be in a group text with me? 
but but yeah. a trying to get a D and D group together sim. Exactly. So, so you just exactly want to be in a right. you just want to be in a group text with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Thursday good for you? No. Okay. So how about we do it never? Yep. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. That's the kind of game I think the world needs. They need to suffer like we all have. Which is all of us. That was stupid. I'm working on a sim where your dad, where your dad running a microbrewery out of your garage. That's a little bit more niche, and I'm for it. Huh? Is a mustache grooming expansion coming if we hit our goal on Kickstarter? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll allow it to happen. Uh, Sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, Next project we're going to talk about is that actually has project in the name temporarily. Project Tony Hawk's Project Eight. Yes, exactly. Project Eve is a game that was announced yesterday. I don't know if it was the first announcement of it. I can't it remember seeing it in the past. But Brand new announcement. It, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. It's a very stylistic hack and slash RPG or action adventure style game. I'm not sure if it is more RPG based or not. It looks like it could have some RPG elements. Probably does. All games do. But it was super stylistic. I am actually decently excited for that game. How did you guys feel about it? Uh, I'm intrigued to see more. Like you said, it's a very stylish trailer. Um, it's got some flair to it, and uh, it it is just that though. It's a it's a very early reveal trailer. I'm interested to see more of it. Yeah, they showed off a lot though. A lot of potential gameplay. I mean, obviously, <laughs> just a lot of hack and slashing, but. A lot of the enemies that they had in the game were really creative. I I was especially interested in the one enemy that she's fighting towards the end of the trailer that has like a circular, or circular is redundant, a ring for a head, and there's just teeth surrounding its head. Like, oh, it was interesting. It's where I keep my teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brought to you by Crest. But, no, I I was really interested in just the style, the style of the game, and... Um, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, Rich, and Josh, if you saw it as well, is that I watched, I watched it a little bit yesterday and I was kind of, I was getting ready for work as I was doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. That looks kind of cool. And I watched again this morning. That way I could be kind of current, um, have current memories on all the ones that we're going to be talking about. And I didn't realize it the first time how scantily clad the two women that show up in the trailer are there is like a piece of fabric covering both of their their breasts and i was like this is a return well it's not i mean like it's been this way in a lot of japanese games but um i hadn't seen a trailer like that where just scantily clad women were just out in the open i, I can't remember the last time yeah. i've seen that i cannot remember the last time i've seen that that is for sure what was happening Boobies abound, and a bouncing. Uh, yeah, if that's I think, your thing. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how games have kind of coalesced into a single point at this. You know, every, everything's a souls like everything's everything now. So I'm I'm not sure how much RPG elements we're getting and how much it's just. Hey, Bayonetta sold well. We could uh, we could make a, a thing that's totally legally distinct from Bayonetta. Um, legally distinct's all we need, baby. So, I'm, so yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I'm down for some legally distinct from Bayonetta, though. <laughs> what if it ended up being Bayonetta three? 
this game? Well, we know it's We'd not. We'd have some questions. We, we've already been told we're not allowed to see that. Mm. Who told us that? I don't remember that. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Is this Men in Black? Should Men in Black me? No, that's pen? the rumor. That's the rumored um, Sony Ben game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I'm excited for Project. Or I'm excited to see more about Project Eve. I should say. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, I've said stylistic and stylized and style like 20 times talking about this game. That's the big thing drawing me in, and the combat looks fun. So I'm yeah. excited. Leave it there. Forspoken is an interesting new uh, announcement or game announcement that happened yesterday. Where? Well, no, we knew about this one. Okay, well, I sorry, I'm mixing these up. I apologize. I knew I was going to do that. I apologize to everyone. But um, anyways, I didn't know much about this game at all. And it seems interesting. A, a woman suddenly wakes up in a different world or universe with some kind of brace on her arm that talks to her. And she has to fight and go through this world. And that's pretty much all we know of the story. Yeah, I love Fallout. Yeah, Fallout's cool. <laughs> Fallout is cool. I'm glad you guys agree. It's about time you guys said it on the show. But we don't know much more about the story. The game is absolutely gorgeous. Has these massive environments going on, at least in the trailer. The character models look a little rough. And by a little, I mean they looked really rough. Like, early PS4 style rough. Nothing jumped out me at out at me as egregiously bad, but also like well, um, I mean, does it have that like Final Fantasy VII remake syndrome where parts of it are like excellently detailed, and then occasionally yeah. someone will show up and be like, "Oh, they didn't have the budget to budget to finish modeling you, did but, they?" But also, I think like mentally, I'm kind of equipped to deal with that because I, yeah. I kind of get that sort of budgetary constraint of like we worked really hard on the parts you're going to be looking at a lot. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah, I know it's not ideal, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's kind I mean, of your it, two it, options. It's either have five people that all look great, or you know, or everything looks like garbage and, and they're not as fleshed out. So. Hmm. So is is this their second game? Is that what I'm seeing here? Luminous Productions. Um, I don't know what else they made, but it's, uh, it looks like they worked on Final Fantasy 15 for the Google Stadia, and then this game. What's the Google it. Stadia? Did I say that wrong? <laughs> or you just fucked? No, me no. That was a joke about. God damn it! I, did, can't do this to me right now, Rich. So they helped <laughs> helped port it to their mobile. Huh. That's. I mean, that's crazy sense, that they. Why, why port something to a, a service that no one uses? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know if anybody still uses Stadia. If anybody still, uses I don't know if Stadia, anyone ever did. If anybody still uses Stadia? You know what? No, please. Send I know me a that DM no one ever did on Instagram. I'm curious. Not like I'm going to judge you or anything. I'm just curious. Yeah. If hey, people if are still anyone messages it. Shay to tell them that they use Stadia, why are you lying to Shay? <laughs> purposefully trying to forget now i got the joke okay sorry it took me a few minutes but um yeah i i the reason why i looked that studio up is because i was curious to see what games they had done before the kind of budget that they have and everything yeah, yeah so this being their 
kind of second game that they're working on, it makes a lot more sense. And I don't, I don't want to judge too harshly. I want to admit, you know, that there was a flaw in the trailer that the character models looked rough, but everything else looks beautiful. They got and that Square Enix money. Kind of like I said with Project Eve, I'm curious to see more. Yeah, totally. Um, I was curious the first time we saw this. Now it looks a little more intriguing to me. Like first time I saw it, I was like, ah, that's pretty, but I kind of have no idea what it is. Now at least I get a little bit of a sense of the style of the world and everything. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see more of that as well. Yep. Pretty much. Now this game, this upcoming right, one let's that I re-record I'm... the last five minutes because there's one character in that trailer and they look fine. So what game were we talking about just then? Forspoken. Are we sure? Because there's, again, one character in that trailer and they look fine. I disagree. Did your internet but... crap out on you? Cause... That's no. kind of what I was saying is the thing to me. Like, I didn't think anything looked egregiously bad in that trailer. Uh, the character model looks pretty bad. And I, I've heard some other people online and in YouTube videos say the same thing. So well, I know I'm no, not that's the only because one you were on the internet and the main character is black. That makes sense, yeah. What? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. He's saying the internet is racist when he's correct about that. That's an, implying that I'm racist. No, 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 no. No, he's just saying that's why you found people that supported that. We just think you had a bad internet connection. Yeah, because we've lived through you having bad internet. <laughs> that's not the case, but let's move on. Anyways, uh, we'll agree to disagree there. So this next game, it pained me to put it so low on the list, but I did it because... Um, oh, is this list I supposed to be ranked in terms of importance? Quote unquote flavor. I think that's weird because you haven't gotten to anything important yet. That's why it's in ascending order. Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah, ascending I, order. Now I know you don't pay attention to the intros at all. Um, no, I do. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, this game, I put it low on the list just because I don't know how you neither of you really talked about it yesterday. I'm super hyped for it. The world doesn't seem as hyped as I am for it. It's called. Chia, and it's the upcoming yeah. adventure game yeah. that's inspired uh, visually from New Caledonia, just like the area that it, that it's in. It's a uh, it's a girl who can kind of inhabit, not take over, but inhabit other animals. Yeah, and I want to say looks e super, super, super charming. Yeah, I want to say E three was when this was first shown off because Josh and I definitely streamed that conference, and it's yeah. been on my my wish list since and then. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. I think it was because I remember. I think at the end of that trailer, they said the wish list on Steam, which I did because yeah. it looked it yes. looked really cool back then. And um, I remember noting at the time it did that thing with the ukulele chords that like we were talking about how The Last of Us had just done at the time. Oh, that yeah. I thought mm -hmm. was super neat, where it brings up like the wheel of chords to play an instrument, which I'm like, yeah. that's a neat idea, and it's cool to see other stuff doing that. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is just showing us more of that, and it still looks great. Oh. That's true. I had forgotten that it was shown off during E3. This is that I I was pretty sure that all three of us were going to be hyped for this game. I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to assume anything. It's right in all three of our wheelhouses, I think, of just charming yeah. graphically. It's not worried about fidelity. It's more worried about art direction and being stylistic and just how peaceful it seems, the game seems, based off the the trailers and what we've seen so far and just the idea of it is a little bit different from it's anything else shown at breath the breath of the super mario odyssey 
Well, yeah. I, I was talking about the showcase, but yeah. No, no, um, and that's what I'm describing it as, as a game. It's, it's oh, okay, to Super Mario Odyssey. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm really excited about this game. Um, honestly, that was probably one of the things I was most excited for. <laughs> and I, I felt like I was a loner. I was like, this is, I'm the only person in this world that is super excited for this game. And no, uh, as cool. I was making a post about it yesterday and putting the hashtags on it, there were only like a couple hundred people talking about it. I was like, fuck this. I, yeah. I get it, but I was I was pissed just because I was like, how are not more people not more excited for this? So yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm super excited for this game. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, watch it. If you've seen the trailer, watch it again. It looks so much fun. It looks so it looks like a darling. I'm excited. So you're a darling. Darling. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. A little bit more was shown off. Uh, we didn't really get much during E3 when it was um, when it had been announced, and, and and the other times it's been discussed. The company has been pretty hush hush about this game. We got to see yeah. a little bit more. We finally got to see some gameplay. Kind of confused what the game still is. It looks kind of a, a little bit inspired by Bioshock, a little bit inspired by other games as well, and it looks awesome, but don't really know what's going on like there there are demons and ghosts in go figure in tokyo and just no some other supernatural <laughs> things going on i want to see more i'm really excited but i want to see more yeah yeah they've given us a lot of like tone trailers up until now so you're like oh yeah i'm i'm all about that but what is the game thing that they're making whatever it is um, like especially early on, it looked like it was like maybe maybe this is a horror game. It's it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, it it's starting to look more actiony from the bits they're showing us now. Like the, yeah, as more and more tiny bits of gameplay come out. Um, and I don't know if that's still somewhat up in the air, which is why they've been so dodgy about that. Exactly how where on the action horror spectrum it is. Um, right. So maybe that's, maybe that's why they've been doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure, but I still want to see more of it. Same. Yeah. I, I get this like, and I know this is probably going to be some people are going to be like, ah, oh, shut the fuck up. It gives me these faint vibes of like a supernatural cyberpunk 2077 with more, more magic magical supernatural elements i, I already said that so less I about that i hope it's good yeah <laughs> that's why i was like i'm sure some people are gonna tell me to shut the fuck up and i figured i'd get a smart ass comment from rich mm-hmm. out of it too but <laughs> never fails that's your money's worth mm-hmm. i did i did but yeah I, I we still don't know really know what this game is and i can't remember the last time that a game has felt so enigmatic in a, in the past few years. I can't think of an example. I'm sure there are some examples out there. But just in terms of what the hell the game is and what the hell the story is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything. Like there's some um, that I've gone into blind, but I don't as far as like advertisement and yeah, trailers. Yeah, like the and advertisement whatnot. and everything else as well kind of doing the same thing. I'm not sure. I'd have to have to go back and think about it. It's one of those things like after the fact, of course you know what it is, but so you right. kind of forget about that stuff. But 
Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but yeah, it's it's interesting, and I don't know why necessarily that they're trying to keep it so guarded. I don't know if that's going to come into effect when they start revealing more. It's all part of the advertisement, or it actually ties into the game, how they're being secretive about it, what, yeah. or they're just being guarded just in general. I can't wait Maybe. to find out it's actually an RTS. That, <laughs> wouldn't that be delightful? Or, Yep. You know what, actually, now that you think about a game that uh, it's really not clear what it is until you start playing it, Brutal Legend. Yes, yeah, That's true. it's actually an RTS. <laughs> but also, it's not quite, it's not enough of an RTS for me to be like, that's a good RTS. It's a, I like it, it's a very weird take on it. I don't think it's bad. It, where it's, like, I've, um, something that I've played recently that I think kind of took some interesting ideas from it and fleshed it out into a more... Okay, oh, this is more of a like you know, an RTS. RTS uh, was Tooth and Tail, which is that. Oh yeah, I remember we talked about that top briefly, down, yeah. like uh, pixel art RTS. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's the same idea of where you're controlling the commander. Um, mm. But I think the the idea that they took from it that was interesting was the whole you're on the battlefield to give commands. You've got to go where you want. But then they got rid of the whole you know, sort of generic decade past button mashy sort of action combat as well, where yeah. you're, you're just doing the RTS commanding stuff. And I thought it, mm. I thought it worked a little bit better by bringing the focus back to that, but sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's just the only thing that like, when you say that, that that's what I thought of. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what, what comes of Ghostwire Tokyo? It's going to be on my radar for sure. Um, it's one of the games I was really hyped for at E3. Yeah. It, the trailer didn't necessarily drastically improve or decrease my level of hype. It moved it in a little bit more favorably. I, I still want to see a little bit more, though, but I'll be patient. There's no rush on that game, I think. You know? Yeah. We'll see. Deathloop. Deathloop is a game that was announced at E3 earlier this year, and we got a little bit more oh. on this game. How did you was guys it feel E3? about it? I felt like we know, knew about it before. I think we had a like a we knew about trailer it before, before that. At the yeah. Last year, I, sometime. It, I've been got, mixing up all of the showcases. No, though. no, it's it's hard to keep them all track. I'm I'm pretty sure we, they announced about, it last we, year. We've known about Death Deathloop for some. I think time. they showed gameplay for the first time at E3. Was what it was. That, that sounds right, but we've, yeah. we've that known about sense. it for quite a while. When was that initial, that initial reveal trailer that happened where it was just kind of like slow-mo through this little warehouse? Was that last year then? That might have been two Maybe. years ago, because you also got to uh, keep in mind, this game, was, you know, this game was supposed to be out already. Was I, think it really, it, I think it was no announced with like maybe a PS5 showcase like not showcase yeah, but like it was because like, it was it, here's the thing we're making for the ps5 way, way back because this game was supposed to be out like february i want to say dude rich you're right the original uh, or the official cinematic reveal trailer was e3 two years ago two years Holy ago shit. oh all right yeah i couldn't remember if it was e3 or i was thinking of maybe a ps5 thing no it was two years yeah. ago where the fuck had the past year and a half gone yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kind of flown by. Yeah. Anyways, let's get, let's actually talk about the, <laughs> the trailer. That was my fault. Um, yeah, what did you guys think about the trailer? I'm still... I, I've been kind of in for this one hook, line, and sinker for a while. 
Um, I just want to know how it feels. I want to feel it in my hands. Yeah. Uh, but it, it looks real good and fast and shiny. Me too. It looks like all the best parts of Prey uh, and like Dishonored, that, that sort of, here are all these tools. We're not going to make you do a stealth game with it. And I love the stealth, but then they give you all these action game combat abilities. And you're like, but this is a stealth game. So, Why can I make rats eat people? Yeah, like, I like the idea of them giving you all those amazing tools and then actually saying, here, Letting you go, use, go, like, go do combat with this. Encouraging you to use them. Yeah, yeah. I like that as an idea. And then the, the thematic element of it, of that sort of 70s sci-fi type aesthetic is just cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I love the music. I know I <laughs> I talk about music a lot today. I really like the music of the trailer. I believe I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that was Nina Simone. I should have looked it up before um before we started the podcast. I'd forget that was one of the things I'd forgotten to do. Pretty sure it was Nina Simone, but yeah, I really like the style of music that they use that it really complemented what was happening in the trailer and it made me a lot more interested and yeah, the the gameplay looks really enticing. It's, I, I'm curious about it for sure, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I don't really have much to add to what you guys said. I, the music was the other big thing that you guys had mentioned that I was really hyped about. Totally. But yeah. Deathloop. Deathloop, now, baby. Now, we're getting into some of the big hitters here, so I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to say about these. Um, I'm going to start it off. This doesn't mean that this is necessarily... At this point, the games that I'm going to be mentioning, they're kind of at the like the the top tier of what everyone else is hyped for. What I think most of us are here are hyped for, to some degree. Uh, there isn't a specific order from this point onwards. Um, I tried to what I actually tried to do is kind of space them out, so it wasn't like one guy talking about three games in a row that he's really hyped for. I was trying to kind of space them out, so I'm not yeah. rating them at this point. And it was kind of a rough estimate more than a rating system. But anyways, God of War Ragnarok uh, is the first big game that I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't. I think it's fair to say that I was the highest on it. I'm not sure, Rich, if you were more high. Oh, I really fucking it, like, really fucking like uh, God of War. I really loved God of War, mm-hmm. uh, the 2018 version, and uh, Ragnarok looks. Combat-wise, just an extension of what the 2018 game did. There's not a lot more happening. There, there are some new elements that you see in the trailer. I think, obviously, the big draw here is seeing what happens more in the story. You know, 2018 left off with basically hinting at how um, Atreus is part giant. Hinting off at that, sorry if that's a spoiler to anybody, it's three years old, tough shit. Um, well, and it's all his... Act 1, so none of it's a spoiler. <laughs> yes. He's possibly a giant, and then in the trailer we see a, a slightly older Atreus, and there, there's some conflict between him and his father, Kratos, and they're going Kratos? to look for... Conflict? What? And they're looking He's for so Tyr. <laughs> They're looking for Tyr, um, the God of War, who is rumored to be dead at this point. 
And as we see in the trailer, he's not dead. He's very much alive. Mm-hmm. So that that's exciting. The game looks beautiful. It looks like they're going into some very different areas than they did in the first game. While there's still being some tie-in, there's some snowy water areas, kind of like the overworld hub in the first game. Well, that's sort of most of that region of the world. Exactly. Um, yeah, I imagine Scandinavian, Scandinavian yeah. area is very yeah. blanketed with snow. I imagine that's still going to be the hub, sort of like it was originally. Like the they, Lake of the Nine. and Yeah, because they, they you did not even go to, I don't know if it was two or three. Of the more than that i want to say you only went to three three of them of you only went to maybe four of the nine realms okay i couldn't remember yeah, I, I thought you went to more either. than that but anyway but yeah there's still plenty untapped to uh um uh, also worth noting some stuff in the trailer that was standout from god of war 2018 like there was like a town like i don't know it feels weird at this point to see kratos like walking around a populated area yeah but like seems, no, no, it seems I, like a bad idea. Like like for him, but yeah. I, I, I mean, where the story's taking it, I'm interested to see where that goes because the underlying conflict seems to be like Atreus wanting to get out there and face whatever his destiny is, mm-hmm. and Kratos being like, "No, we're gonna hide in the fucking woods because I've had my fair share of dealing with gods and their bullshit." Yeah, that that was one of the interesting things that they kind of allude to, or they don't allude to; they outright tell you in the trailer of this one. I think one of the big standout moments, if you are really involved with Kratos and you've played all the God of War games and you really get involved with the story, is hearing Kratos say to Atreus, you know, fighting and killing isn't always what you need to be seeking, isn't always the answer. I'm paraphrasing, not saying exactly what he said. It's weird hearing that come out of Kratos' mouth, and obviously it's kind of an extension of what's happened in the first game to some degree, but to hear him outright say that was interesting and i think it's pivotal but it's going to be a big part of this upcoming game to some degree totally but like this version of kratos has earned that like the the journey he goes on in 2018 and all the time in between that like when you see him grow and sort of that's the thing god of war 2018 did the best i think it it gives you this version of kratos that has reflected on the events of the first three god of war games and been like i did not handle my life the best right. like marching mm-hmm. on olympus to murder the gods was maybe kind of a dick move yeah um right. exactly like I, i've talked about this plenty and you Che, i'm sure you obviously feel similarly feeling very strongly about that game like i did the whole river sequence in that game when uh kratos is riding the boat back to his house uh where he sees like the visions of athena and everything is just like that is one of my favorite moments from a game period. Just the conversation he has with Athena on the boat ride about his past and everything. It's so fucking good. It's a damn good moment. Yeah, that's one that's probably one of the biggest memories I have of that game. The other big memory I have is I can't remember the exact name. It's the World Seeker or the World Ender. The big serpent. The first time you meet him. Those the are world the serpent. Two, world okay. Those are the two big memories I have of that game. The one you just mentioned and meeting him for the first time so yeah that that's such a cool moment in a video game um the the end uh the ending of the trailer when you meet the little girl and she says some secrets are good to get out in the open and are good to be revealed but not all of them again paraphrasing what did you guys watch the after after all the game stuff where they talk about that sequence or no 
No. 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 I was okay. too busy looking at pictures of Fat Thor. <laughs> we'll get to that here in a second. I wanted to save that for the last. But the direct, uh, the head of PlayStation, whatever department, they had him come in a few times. He actually talked about it, and apparently that's the only other living giant in the entire game. So she's going to have a big part to play. And I think they kind of bear, I don't know if bury the lead, isn't it? I don't think that's the right term for that necessarily, but they kind of buried that in the, they didn't even mention it in the trailer. And then having him kind of mention that towards the end of the show is interesting. It was an interesting choice. It isn't a bad choice. It isn't a good choice. I wonder why they didn't reveal it in the trailer, but then they had him reveal it 20 minutes later. I I would bet there's no real good way to cut a trailer in which that information is casually dropped. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a long conversation somewhere. Yeah, it's not like you can put her in there saying, I'm a giant. Mm-hmm. Like, who gives a fuck? She ends her sentences like that, like it's a fucking period. Mm-hmm. I'm a frost giant. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. And, like, for the people who are going to stick around and really curious to hear the rest of what's going to happen they can kind of pass along the information to other people the same way I'm doing now to you guys. So it makes sense, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see who that character is and where she comes from and the role she plays in the, uh, in the games from here on out, because obviously we get two more games, but the the last two things I wanted to mention is a, I'm really glad Mimir is back. I was happy to hear him in the trailer and, I like that he just has a spot on Kratos' end table. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's a fucking lamp. Mm -hmm. I love him. I love him so much. I love lamp. I love Mimir lamp. I I, I love lamp. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the other thing that I wanted to mention is very much is, yes, is Thor. Um, That's a big, exciting thing, and I love that the internet has basically made this uh, a kind of pass-around meme of sorts, is that Thor isn't like uh, Chris Hemsworth Thor design. He's this more more closely resembles actual Norse mythology, where he's this big, red-bearded, kind of rotund, booming character, and also voiced by Ryan Hurst, who was, as you guys know, uh, Opie in Sons of Anarchy. He was also in Remember the Titans and Lady Killer. Yeah, I'm very excited for Thor all around. Just his character design, who's voicing him, the way he was shown off in the trailer. That was probably the biggest highlight for me of the trailer. Also, I have no doubt that uh, that, that fight that is inevitable will be legendary, because without getting too much spoilers about God of War 2018, there, Thor has plenty of reason to be miffed at Kratos after the first game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back and remind myself why but i i kratos kratos met thor's sons Mm -hmm. all that might recall okay now i remember thank you yeah yeah they kind of act like the game is going to end with you fighting thor the entire game and then it doesn't end that way then it does not happen because that whole game is act one of well because we hadn't cast him yet Mm -hmm. well they cast him right i will say that Mm -hmm. yeah no I'm, i'm excited to to see more of his performance Yep. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of people in the world, myself included, and I think Rich, you are very excited, and Josh, I'd say you're somewhat to probably fairly excited. I'm pretty um, excited as long as they decide to get rid of some of the grindy RPG elements in it. 
Mm. I like I like that. I love that <laughs> Muselfine arena. I think the arena is fine. Like it's it's actually really fun, but I don't like that it's kind of grindy to get the gear to actually do it. Like mm. I'd much rather Yeah, that's fair. Um just I mean, be able to go as far as you can go and then die instead of having this arbitrary timer nonsense and oh here do it 20 times in order to grind out the gear you need to get through yeah, it. Yeah, you could you could definitely sand off some edges there. Um w- one thing I do hope they put in it though is um you think about that first one and how you have the Leviathan axe and then eventually you get the Blades of Chaos back that uh totally like delve into a very different playstyle that is not entirely like the original God of War but more similar to it. Mm-hmm. Um, since from we could what we could see in that trailer, you're clearly starting off with both of those options. I'd love them to see see them work a third weapon kit into this. Like, get yep. us like a spear or something that plays totally differently, and throw that in as like a third kit option. Um, I'm be sure cool. yeah. they could do something cool with that. You know what would be cool too? I just thought about this because obviously this is a game that's also going to be releasing soon. What if Senua from Hellblade was somehow tied into this game, or vice versa? Because they're both dealing with Norse mythology. How cool would f- that be? I feel like that might undercut the, the message Senua was trying to send. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. I know. It would just be cool if she just popped up and was like, hey, what's up? You want a pita? And then just left. But only you have to pay five ninety nine for that. <laughs> <laughs> just for her to show up and say that. I'd probably pay it. Honestly. It's a, yeah, you get a you get to send you a costume for Atreus uh, for an additional two ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, he gets his and own little head emotes. to hang on his hip. Anybody want just a pita? Like, just like pops. <laughs> yes, anybody want a pita? Send you his classic catchphrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard it all the time when her head voices were talking to me in my headset. That's there. <laughs> that, well, there's like a forty year old Greek man inhabiting her head. <laughs> You All want hero? You're nothing. You're not going to amount to anything. You're not going to accomplish this. Anybody want a pita? <laughs> I remember that very vividly. Get out of here, Stavros. <laughs> but yeah, God of War, Ragnarok, super excited for that game. Can't wait. And that very much makes me want to get a PS5. Honestly, you that should game. get one. It's not the only one, but that game. Definitely amps that up for me. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, was just announced. Well, no, it was not, not just announced, but it was recently announced, and we got a lot more um, cinematic stuff happening. I, I don't. Do we didn't see gameplay yesterday? I don't remember seeing. Any we gameplay. saw gameplay. At, at yeah, launch. they had gameplay before. I think they were trying to give us more of what the story is going on. Yeah, I mean, to be yeah. fair, we we the when they first revealed that game, they they showed a lot off the bat, but also it's out next month. Like. Yeah, that that thing is done by all accounts. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I still think that looks real good. Uh, I like those characters a lot, and I think it, here's the thing we talk about: like Marvel was such a hit or a miss for me because, like, I absolutely love like Insomniac Spider-Man. Avengers did not do much for me outside of like having a decently fun campaign, and then I feel like the game does not have legs beyond that. Um, making yeah. a single-player Marvel experience is the better way to go. Um, this looks like another solid, like, where we made a single-player-ass Marvel game, uh, combat looking very similar to, like, a little bit slower paced as far as I can tell, but, like, a Devil May Cry-esque, like, action game. Um, it looks really good. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be diving into that. 
Yeah, I knew you would definitely be the most excited between the three of us. I I really enjoyed the movies, and I, I know that some people are like, man, you need to check out the comics, and I understand that. I really very much enjoyed the movies, and yeah. so... The movies are great. I think that that's kind of like my gateway into being interested in this game. Because I wasn't honestly that interested in Marvel's Avengers, the game. I don't have anything negative or positive to say about it. It just didn't pique my interest. But this game definitely piques my interest more. Just because where it takes place, kind of the that part of the, uh, that part of the universe that it takes place in, the characters, I'm more excited for that. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And this is really, uh, as far as I can tell from story elements and stuff, it's taking the best of both worlds because it's using a lot of, like, obviously, Peter Quill's movie design will always be his default design now. That's already happened in the comics years ago at this point. Because um, Peter Quill was very different. Star-Lord was very different looking in comics prior to that. Um, but it's also taking a lot of informed, like, visual and character decisions from the comics, which are fantastic books. Uh, so I'm excited to see what direction that. they go in with that. Like characters like Drax and Gamora, and this are way closer to their comic book counterparts um, than than the film, which mm. it, I think is important because when you're making games like this, and I think Avengers in particular treaded a little bit too middle of the road with this. Uh, I think it's important to have that distinction from the films, or else it feels too. Like, yeah. Avengers was treading too much of a line where a lot of people are talking about how it was like knockoff Avengers. Yeah, because like it was like, Storm let's brand. take as much of the aesthetic of the films as possible, but then just put different faces on all these yeah. characters. And it's bizarre seeing it's everything jarring. look basically identical to the language that, you know, yeah. how the films look. And then have that one thing just be off. Whereas here, the influence of the film is obvious, but also they're clearly distinct versions of those characters like yeah and i think it's very clear and gamora is the most striking one to me is like that is gamora's comic book design and while yeah. it's obviously gamora people who know gamora from the movies will recognize that as gamora it's very much her comic book design mm -hmm. mm. yeah i remember that being such a big complaint when like you had mentioned when marvel's adventures was first announced that the characters look just bland and stock character kind store of. brand avengers yes exactly and i was curious about this one because the tonka tough adventures obviously <laughs> some of the humor carries from what little i know about the comics and a lot from the movie as well that but the characters obviously don't look that similar to the movies yeah so i was curious to see if um you guys how you guys were going to kind of feel about that and it sounds like rich you think it's pretty favorable it's much better than what the yeah. avengers was was doing i I, th I think so 100 and also uh, i'm pretty sure that like special edition pre-order bonus for that game comes with the comics accurate star lord skin so if you want to okay. be wearing like a blue military suit and the helmet yeah. that fully covers his head you got your options i like it i like it that's cool i mean i'm not the i'm not the biggest guy on pre-orders and stuff like that anymore but i like that that kind of stuff it, oh, I don't. I barely pre-order anything anymore. Most mm -hmm. of that stuff is like day one edition shit, where it's like I walked into a store and bought it in the launch week, so I got the thing. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. That's a fair point. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have much to add. Just I'm excited. It'll, yeah, it'll I'll, be cool. I'll, looks fun. I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking plenty about that next month when it drops. Yeah, 
Yeah, or more probably more so in uh, November because it drops. Yeah, it's right right at the end, end of August. Yeah, it's right, right at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End of October is when it'll be dropping. So yeah, October twenty sixth. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Horizon Forbidden West is another one of the games that I'm extremely excited for. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn a ton. Loved Aloy as a character, and what I love about this this trailer. Obviously, they've shown some of this off before, but they really show off where they're going. She's obviously moved over into the Seattle area. Um, You would know that's kind of like the direction she's going if you played the DLC from Horizon Zero Dawn. She's kind of been moving westward as it stands, and now she's gotten, you know, kind of to that coastal area. So she, there's going to be some water mechanics, and God, does it look beautiful. And seeing... Um, just some of the architecture reclaimed by nature, the big bridge that they showed being reclaimed by nature. That's the golden, is that the golden gate bridge? I uh, I didn't see the imagery for that. I, I saw it obviously in the trailer. I don't remember I more than remember likely if it's golden gate bridge or what bridge it is, but just the, 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 the beautiful scope of that is just, it's why I really enjoyed the first game. I'm really excited for this yeah, game. Yeah, it is the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. That's what I thought. I The fidelity and just the scenery really blew me away with this trailer, like the first one did. You definitely see some new enemies in the uh, trailer as well, which has got me excited. I didn't necessarily feel like I fought too many of the same enemies in, this, in the first game in terms of the, the mechs. I did feel like there were a few times where I'm like, okay, I've dealt with this kind of mech animal plenty of times, but it seems like they're trying to infuse a little bit more variety, which I appreciate. The one thing that they didn't really talk about in the trailer that I'm curious about was Josh talked about this back in the day and um, a few former hosts did as well. And I didn't feel as strongly about it at first, but in retrospect, if if it happens in this one, I'm going to be a little bit miffed by it is the amount of fighting humans and going to encampments in the first game felt a little bit uh, tedious at times, I think less so for me than the, the others, but it definitely, as I reflect upon that game in, in hindsight, I, I, I feel like that we probably did a little too many encampments. I'm hoping that this game kind of dispenses a little bit less with that and more just exploration, finding out exactly everything that's happened to these various areas, and yeah. just learning about this world in general. I think that's the more interesting stuff, more than the, oh, these tribes have formed, and they're fighting each other, because yeah, they have... That's just it, though. That, that's my concern about this, and I am excited for this game, is that was the best stuff in the first one, is learning about this, uncovering what happened in this world in the past... And I feel like all that was kind of neatly resolved. That's so a I, good point, I, too. I don't really know what you do with that stuff from here, and I'm way less interested in, like, the inter-tribe relationships and stuff, and th- I could totally 180 on that. They could do something super interesting with that, and it could pull me in. Um, but that's the biggest compliment I'll always give Horizon, the original Horizon. It ties up all its loose ends so neatly. It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of... That's kind of where I'm as well. Like they've shown, oh, it's a new area, and you know, the algorithm's making all these dinobots. Like 
completely new species of stuff because you're in a different area and whatnot is really cool. Like, I just, I want to see all that. I have no idea what they could possibly do with the story in this game that's not going to be just boring. The only thing you could really do is some evil figurehead cough cough credit sequence has taken control of the algorithm, which I'm not really that interested in, but we'll see what they do. Um, I think the last boss should be Optimus Primal from Transformers Beast Wars. I yield my remaining time. Hmm. <laughs> I, you, it'll you be make a good point. It'll be interesting yeah, to see if there's like some bug in the in the programming to make it fuck up even more. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, if someone tries to take over the algorithm or that there's something that, you know, wasn't quite as tied up as we thought was in the first game. And I understand things were very well tied up, but something is different about this area of the U.S., or, you know, it could even lead into what's happening around the rest of the world, you know? They could, I, um, it could be an expansion of that. I, I'm not sure. In the fanfic I wrote, uh, the ghost of Andy Dick is stuck in the machine, and mm. he changes the algorithm so all the robots come out with big honking schlongs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our roles are reversed this week, Rich. Usually I'm the one who says something's ridiculous and then you say, I hate this, or I, yeah, what, no. why am I here? Welcome That's to, me right now. Welcome to oh. your, your hell. <laughs> Except mine are actually funny. But anyways, um, no, I'm just huh. kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I, don't know, Josh, I don't know, Josh laughed at mine. Jo- Josh didn't laugh. He chuckled at best. Mm. Yeah. When have you gotten to chuckle? <laughs> Well, you know what? Josh is nicer to you than he is to me. I will say that. And Josh has had to put up with my shit for far longer than he's yeah, had it's, to put it's up fair. with your shit. That's fair. The polite laughter runs out. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. The meter eventually just drains. You, it never yeah. recovers. You're eventually going to empty that account. See, yep. I, I, I pulled him in with the ghost of Andy Dick, and then I really drove it home with the giant schlongs. <laughs> you, you did. You did. Be careful, Rich. Going back to the same joke is using that polite meter. You're going you're gonna to run out sooner than later. Got to save them. I welcome that. No, no, I understand your guys' concerns. I really do. And I, I share them to some degree with the story. I still need to actually play the DLC to see kind of where the game is trying to go. Because I also I like think the, the gameplay enough that, like, even if that story does let me down in that way, like, there'll still be something here for me. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I am, I am down just to play more of that game. Like, that alone. And yeah. Aloy's such a strong character, too. I love her. Oh, I, yeah, totally. It's, it's hard to want to throw that character away. Not that anyone's impl- here is implying that we throw her away as a character. Just that she's such an amazing character. Now available so in well Genshin developed. Impact. <laughs> That's she true. could be uh no she's a, in genshin impact Smash yeah, yeah I, I know it i know it and it's somehow yeah. that's a thing that happened yeah. well hopefully she's mostly clothed but yeah i want to i want to play the dlc just because i want to see i think that'll be kind of an indicator as to where this not a perfect indicator but somewhat of an indicator as to where this game is going to try to go it'll kind of be a bridge and it's a DLC I've been sitting on for some time, so I need to get around to it. The Frozen Wilds. The Frozen Wilds. Okay. Now, 
I'm not going to have much to say here. I, I saved this game for this moment because I knew that there's going to be a lot of nut busting. Spider-Man 2. Woo! Which, yeah. Um, I, I still need to play the first game in Miles Morales, but I know You're a lot monster. of people are super excited, and as well they should be. Insomniac, um, as a lot of people have already said, is on fire right now. They are... <laughs> I, I think they're one of the reasons why Sony is did so well yesterday. Um, Sony better be sending yeah. everybody in that office gift baskets. But Spider-Man 2, I gotta be honest, had a cool uh, reveal of Venom being in the game. And I know a lot of people are excited. Some people are not so excited. I'm going to leave the floor to you guys because you guys are the ones who played the game. So. Who are the, peop- who are the people yeah. who are How not excited? How do you guys excited? feel about it? Excited. Yeah, yeah. The uh... Miles Morales is excellent. But uh, it does feel very much... Like a half step. Yeah, yeah. Like, here, here's all the setup that you need going into the next game. Um, well, I, I think that was a part of it, and I do have a slight as respect for that idea of like before Miles just becomes like fifty percent of the machine in the next game. Yeah, he deserves some time to get fleshed out on his own. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I like that. Um, that's the way they handled it. Um, but yeah, like after playing that game, I immediately, I, like, I was ready for Spider Man Two as soon as that game ended. Yeah, kind of where they left you know left and left you feeling so following where that game and where the original spider-man left us like we kind of knew venom was coming it's, it's presumably going to be a very different take on venom uh but it was cool to see him flash up in that trailer i i don't know if they full-on confirmed it but i was thinking this and most people online are mimicking the the character monologuing in that trailer was most likely craven the hunter probably i was curious about that that who is monologuing um, because he had a very like you know Eastern European accent, and yeah. you know he talking about a challenge and someone being his equal. So I could very much see us getting uh you know Craven and Venom being two of the bigger arcs of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you know he's got multiple Spider Men and Venom to hunt through New York. That's gonna be a smorgasbord for Craven. Yeah. Um, I'm curious how the gameplay is going to shake out because in that trailer we saw a lot of like combo moves. And I'm wondering if you can hot swap between Peter and Miles, um, and I, which to me that's ideal. If it's still a, it's still a single player game, they've already said that. For me to be able to jump between them at any time, or maybe even for the most part having that be the thing, and then maybe there's certain character specific missions, you know, where you can sort of free roam around the city as whoever you want. But then like yeah. this story mission, you're Peter. This story mission, you're Miles. Uh, there's interesting ways to do that, especially since they have distinctly different toolkits. Yeah, like I kind of, I don't, I don't, I think it's more likely that those are kind of story set pieces because they did stuff similar to that in Miles Morales with you know the two of them that fighting together type intro sequence with Rhino and everything. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I kind of I I see us controlling both of them, but it you know possibly like you're saying like. During each section, you you know, maybe you play as whichever one, whoever, like, you know. Well, also, my, my main thought, too, is, like, there might be times where you can do that hot swap thing, but there are a lot of comic book stories at this point that involve two Spider-Men being in New York, and it never really makes a whole lot of sense when New York is in danger. You'd be like, all right, both of us are going to go do the same the thing. Same, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm kind of, I've got a feeling that some of that may have been more set piece type showing, you know, here, yeah, here's, yeah. here's a story reason why they're both doing in the, the same, same mission spot or, fighting this yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Like having even that dynamic of a boss fight where you keep jumping back and forth where, I mean, you had a few boss fights in the original Spider-Man where you were taking on, uh, you know, like Electro and Vulture at the same time. You can get more interesting with fights like that if you also have two Spider-Men. Yeah, that could be really cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, like I said, didn't play the games, but I'm really excited for a lot of people that this game's going to be dropping. I think there's a lot to be excited for. Yeah. Hell yeah. PlayStation 5, looking hopeful. With uh, Insomniac carrying some of the load there with dropping Spider-Man 2. Yeah, seriously. But it's not gonna it's not gonna be till 2023, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yep, we're a little ways yeah. out. Yeah, but that's interesting okay. that they they chose this conference or this showcase to announce that. But nothing wrong with that. We'll see. I mean, we knew uh, it was Al- coming. They might as well give us what we want. Yeah, that's fair. Alan Wake. Is, uh, is it remaster? Yeah, remaster. Remaster. It's going to be dropping remaster. next month out of nowhere. Actually, it was rumored uh, last week, which is why I made a poll on it. And then it was announced yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put it higher, like not high up on the list, but uh, around this area because I never played the first one. I, I never got around to it. I, that's when I was locked in on my Call of Duty and Rock Band obsession mm-hmm. phase. So I didn't play a lot of games. During that time, Alan Wake is one of the ones that slipped through the cracks. Um, and being as high as I was on control, I want to check this game out. I'm excited for this game. Did both of you have played this game? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What I, is your guys' level of excitement for this I, remaster? I liked Alan Wake. I don't know if I'm going to find time for the remaster. Um, solely because my main thought is talking about people like you are like super high on control. And are like now I'm geared up for Alan Wake. I'm not sure how it's gonna hold up. It's the combat lot... is not. It's gonna feel way more rigid and slow paced than Control. The, the combat is basically horror game type stuff, so it is not the same fluid combat that you've got in Control. Oh, not even close. Um, but I think it does its job fine because it is more of a horror game. Um, yeah. So, like I I love Alan Wake. I think they did some really cool stuff with that game um i'll shine a flashlight on a forklift any day mm-hmm. yeah like the 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 whole just kind of thematic and gameplay elements coming together with the you know the the flashlight combat basically is so cool um i'm 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 excited for it but kind of similar lines to rich Playing a remaster of something I've already played before is not as high up on my list with everything else still to play. It it might be higher if I, like, super fondly remembered the gameplay feeling great, and that's the thing for me is, like, I like what that game did, but I remember it feeling stiff at the time. I can only imagine how it's going to feel now. I can imagine, too, you guys would probably be more excited if it was an older game, like how excited I was for Saga Frontier, which is a game that dropped you know, 20 plus years ago. If this game had been significantly older, I'm sure you guys would be also excited to some degree as well. Yeah, yeah. If there's yeah. been a lot more time between. Yeah. But like know. when I end up playing this game, I don't know if it'll be right away or um, eventually when I get to it. It's not one that I'm going to be just comparing to control. 
the only reason why I'm excited for it is because same studio and they made Control and Control was such a good game. I'd kind of like to see kind of like the root elements. And I imagine it's similar to people who are playing Hades this year for the first time and they're like, who is Supergiant? Like not yeah. knowing the the gloriousness and then going back to play something like Bastion or Transistor or Pyre, which are all amazing games. But, you know, Hades is kind of like the top of the line of experience the, with that studio as of now. So the, the more interesting part to me uh, through going going back through Alan Wake would be to go through it with that lens of control and the ways control has sort of established a bit more Remedies universe at this point. To yeah. like be able to pull out that verbiage in Alan Wake and be like, okay, uh, th- so the thermos is the altered object. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I saw somebody the other day on our Instagram, on our Swordshop Instagram, one of our followers, he managed to pick up the PS5 control version for $5 because uh, one, one of the shops that he went to was trying to clearance out some stuff just because they had too much of a cer- certain kinds of items. So he got it for hmm. five bucks. I got Super it for free. Jokes. The unfortunate part was he was like, now I just got to find a PS5 and then I can play it. Well, <laughs> honestly, I would have done the same thing in his shoes. Like, if that's on yeah. sale for $5, I'm like, I'm just going to grab this. I will get a PS5 eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And worst case scenario, if he doesn't find one for a few months, he could probably turn around and sell it. And- oh, yeah. I'm sure in a month he could turn around and sell that for like 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, so, but, anyways, Alan Wake, I'm super excited just because I've always wanted to play that game, never made it around, always heard good things, now I can play it with slightly better fidelity, so, I love mm-hmm. fidelity. Yeah, I the, the, game, the game was already an amazing art style, but it had some muddy textures even back then, so, that's, mm. yeah, it should I look have, gorgeous. I, I believe it's pronounced fellatio. Oh, okay. I'm excited for Alan Wake to have even higher fellatio. Mm-hmm. Got him. Zambo. That, that means mouth sex. Zambo out for quite some time. I forgot about that. Anyways. Zambo! Uh, two more major games to discuss here. Um, I'm sure you guys can figure them out. Major games. Wolverine. What a hell of an announcement that I did not expect. I don't think the world expected that announcement. Who could have? Um, that reveal trailer. The tone was perfect. I'm super excited for that game. That is the game that I was surprised at how excited I was about, I guess. Kudos to Insomniac. Anyways, I'm really excited. How'd you guys feel? Great. Insomniac's just making Marvel games now. Insomniac's out here making their own Marvel universe. Um, And when I I saw that cowboy hat, I knew exactly what we were dealing with. And They nailed the tone and feel of Spider-Man. I am excited for them to do the same for Wolverine. Same, same. I'm a little worried because just the Spider-Man feel is so fluid and that is something that they've got a ton of experience with, with, you know, the Sunset Overdrive into Spider-Man and, like, everything that's become. Kind of having its own just ridiculously fluid motion into the combat and everything. Yeah. That this this is probably going to be a very different feel to it you know, as it should be. With, yeah, as it should be, but but what is that going to feel like? Is it, is it still going to be on par with something like that? Because it's, it's not a one-to-one sort of a thing, but I, I expect them to get it right at this point as excellently as they have handled the Spider-Man license. I have, I have full fucking faith in them, and you know what? I, I 
my initial thought was like with the success they've seen with Spider-Man, I can only imagine that um, Marvel, you know, went to Sony with that studio and be like, what other character do you want to do? And they were probably just like, give us fucking Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like that would be the top of the list. But. I would love to see if they're successful with Wolverine. Granted, I, I don't think that she's too heavily involved in Marvel. I could be wrong. Rich, correct me. Storm, is she involved in Marvel? She's a Marvel character. Dope. Okay. I would love to see a, like an infamous kind of style game with Storm. I love that. I would like that. I don't know how much attention they'd give to uh, giving Storm her own game. I'm not saying I think that that's a bad idea. I would like that. But in terms of like X-Men, I feel like Marvel is willing to gamble having their own game. I feel like the list they've, begins and ends with Wolverine. Yeah, yeah probably. They've, they've been kind of squeamish with who they, who they want leading like an X-Men style yeah. anything. I, I was having a conversation um, with, a, with a co-worker about, like, say, Insomniac or Sony at any point continuing down this path. Who's a character that translates well that you could make a good game in, in this vein, too, of Marvel characters? I would love to see Insomniac do a Daredevil game. Mm, interesting. I don't know if you'd do a Daredevil game. Because I feel like you'd have to do something drastic with the art style to make it feel right but i i'm I'm, i'd be so down to see what they did i think you could do something real cool yeah yeah interesting yeah i'm excited either way for wolverine that just the tone of that trailer nailed it like you said so perfectly so i'm excited for us to see more in the future totally Um, don't know much about it right now. assuming that one is if spider-man is 2023 i'm assuming that's like 2024 at best yeah, yeah. Uh, Unless they're simultaneously developing what which I Insomniac doubt. does have multiple teams. Uh yeah. so they're definitely simultaneously developing. I mean oh, okay. think about the terms of like shit they were turning out, like Spider Man alongside Ratchet and they are they are at least two teams. They might be up to three at this point. I mean like I said, they are the reason why Sony's conference did so well yesterday. Yeah. Sony owes them a lot, but Oh hell yeah. Uh, the last game we're going to mention was actually the first announcement yesterday. It was also one of the biggest announcements, which is why I saved it for last. The KOTOR remake. Yeah, baby. Who, like, I don't, like... This has been that's rumored something for that's a been hot joked about For years and years, I was surprised that it actually is happening now. The rumors were getting more and more for, for quite a while. I was surprised to see it at a Sony conference and see that it's going to be a PC PS5 exclusive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I am gung-ho uh, for Kodor to come back. That is a hell of an RPG. Uh, and also, yeah. it is a story that needs to be brought back into Disney's weird retconning of Star Wars canon. Yeah, and I yeah, think it's time I'm, for I'm a remaster of this that. one. As well, not not for like the graphical reasons, but that, but because it's getting harder to play that game on PC because it is oh been you have to jump through some hoops so just poorly supported over the last several years that just even getting it to run is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm, but you can play it on your Android. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah exciting on that but no i i actually didn't play this game back in the day shocking i know i've not played a lot of games 
and shame on me, but I never got around to playing this game. And so I've always been curious about it, but not wanting to go back to the super old version of it. Not kind of wanting to task myself with that. I've been waiting because, you know, obviously there have been rumors and rumors and rumors that this game was going to be remade and looks like it's finally happening. Well, so. the thing that I'd be interested in is, is of having you experience the original is seeing how much of the Mass Effect DNA is in there. That Yeah, that is one of the, the reasons why I did want to go back around to playing it. It's kind of interesting. BioWare's not involved with this remake, are they? No. It's only Asper at this point. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, you have the framework. You don't necessarily need Bioware to be involved. And uh, they, Bio, Bioware stopped doing licensed stuff because they wanted to make their own stuff, which I will always encourage over that. But I, I'm excited to see another swing uh, taken at this. Shay, can I ask you, since you never played Knights of the Old Republic, do you mm. know the big twist of Knights of the Old Republic? Nope. That's wild to me that you've gone through life not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, I, that's one of those things where I knew it had a really engrossing story, and it was in some ways kind of like the predecessor. It has like a Bioshock-esque twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And where it's Bruce back Willis app. was dead the whole time. Bruce, that guy with the hairpiece, that was Bruce Willis the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've managed to somehow escape that, and I'm hoping that we can, I can continue to do that until I actually play the game. I don't Bunch know of people are just gonna... The twist is that Rich is lying. There's no twist, and you're going to be sitting here trying to figure it out. No, no it's... Guys, hope, no, no, I no! I was just—I was just gonna call for everyone to DM him the twist. <laughs> do not do that. Do not. No, do please that. don't do that. Now people are gonna. I really yeah. hope they don't. They're gonna. But no, I—I I managed to escape that. How do you guys feel about? Um, I know you guys kind of mentioned it briefly about Bioware not being invo- involved at all. Does that like—is that a Fine. good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is it neither? I'm indifferent. I don't think it matters. Okay. I, yeah, like, I mean, I feel like so much of it was the script. Yeah, which is basically done. Uh, yeah. that In terms of, like, there'll be revisions, sure, because video game writing has changed a lot. Yeah, I in, have to, I have to years, imagine but... they'll also increase whatever the base accuracy role is, because, fuck, the beginning of that game is an awful lot of missing over and over again. Oh, getting off that Republic cruiser is the 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 absolute be- just Sith troopers two feet in front of you, missing yeah, like every the, shot. both of you just sitting there whiffing for like two minutes before one of you finally dies. Well, well, um, no, what it, what it is, Josh, is you both sit there with the blaster rifles for five minutes, and then you go fuck it, and you use a vibro sword for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first Mass Effect kind of had a little bit of that too, right? Like with gunplay, yeah. you would miss a lot. Yeah, the the stats affected. Like, it was all simulated. It was not, like, D&D-style rolls for, for your accuracy, but you had, like, you know, a gigantic reticle. Like, you can hit anywhere yeah. in here. And But al- yeah, also, right. it's worth noting, like, Knights of the Old Republic, and I'm actually more than positive this is going to change in this version, as opposed to Mass Effect. Like, you were never actively shooting. Yeah. You were hitting the attack button and it watching It was very RPG-esque, or, or MMO RPG, that it, it, it is, was, where, where you just, like... Push a button, you'll auto-attack, and we're going to calculate the rolls behind the scenes. I have um, to imagine this remake is going to have more op- active Mass Effect-esque combat. I was combat. just going to ask about that. I, yeah, I, I am, I, I am I curious about to imagine. that. I, I don't know, because... A lot of it is sword so play, though, and I'm wondering... just D&D. 
that I like but Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, that like I'm I'm curious if they scrap all of that, if they like or if they scrap none of it is kind of my thought cuz I well, I don't feel like there's a I I don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm curious to see where they go with it cuz it feels like well, my thought is you can you can totally jump on the Mass Effect train as far as guns go, but you basically need to rework a new way for melee combat to work then. Because yeah. you're going to have it be active, like you're gonna want it to feel good. And I'm I'm wondering what sort of uh concessions you make to make that feel good and work in conjunction with the rest of with the combat. The, yeah, that's the thing. Cause I mean like I'd be down with them scrapping the whole thing because honestly the combat was just there it was the equivalent of putting down of rolling some dice and writing yeah. on a piece of paper like it was it was D D combat basically but automated like there's there's no tension like oh am i going to swing it's 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 just just random numbers and you could stuff. literally much as josh said like an mmo watch the tech dialogue box in the corner go like you hit with a blaster rifle for x damage yeah um so I I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know if they keep all of that the same or if it's a complete overhaul. Because I think I that's kind of the imagine, only two options. I can't imagine they would use that system just because the, if they want this to be such a triple A like hits everywhere, that's not the kind of combat you put in a triple A game. Yeah, I just don't I, see anyone comfortably doing that in in 2021. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I kind of feel the same way. I just I don't know. I don't I don't know how many people are going to make angry by switching something that fundamental least, to the game. At least ten, and five of them are going to be really loud about it. Yeah, I mean it's Star Wars, so no matter what they do, everyone will be mad about it. For next week's episode, I will be reading Colin Trevow's script on air and talking about how much better it is. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it'll be cool for a lot of kind of same to some of the other games we previously mentioned. People like me who never got to play the first one. It's going to mm-hmm. be really exciting for people like me. So. I'm I'm very excited for this game to say the least. But uh, do you guys have any last comments before we read the listener comments? Any games that I should have talked more about? I didn't mention at all. Anything like that? Um, no, I think you got it for me. Yeah, I think that was it. That I was. I, I don't know. Like the the kid A thing is weird and interesting, yeah, but I'm like curious not about a that. game. But. Seems like an experience, and I'm curious yeah. to see how Radiohead is involved with it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's just like a uh, really extensive visualizer. Who knows? It's it's weird. Um, yeah, totally, totally very interesting. Had me intrigued, mm-hmm. but yeah, don't don't even know what it is. Exactly. So so. Um, actually, I had one other question I wanted to ask you guys. How did you guys feel about just kind of like the overall conference or the showcase and the presentation of it and everything. Do you guys feel like it was I didn't solid, watch the succinct, act- to I, the point? I didn't watch the actual conference. I just watched the trailers after the fact. Same? Oh, okay. Like, I feel like... That's, that's kind of... A lot of these, these showcase-type things... You, you, you watch the trailers afterwards because they're on at awkward times and, like with no warning nintendo does this a lot but also they're generally very succinct with they're their like 20 minutes at most yeah so it's the their showcase is the best place to find all of it whereas sometimes a lot of the others 
you're better off trying to I'm find the go trailers separately. Find a Kotaku article that's like, here are all the trailers from today's PlayStation Showcase. Yeah, and so like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the others will eventually get around to that same sort of feeling of like, this showcase is the best place to just catch up on all of it, or or not. But I don't. I don't. Didn't feel like it was accomplished this time. And least. when I am home at the time these things air, I do like to sit down and watch them as they happen. I, I very much enjoy that. But if I'm not, then I just look for the trailer dump somewhere after the fact. That's fair. Yeah, no, I had forgotten it was happening. And then someone in our Discord mentioned that, hey, it's happening. I was like, oh, shit, I'm actually awake and alive for this. Let's do it. And yeah. so while I was getting ready for work in the morning, I just turned it on, threw in my headphones, cooking breakfast, and I was just watching slash listening. And... I I missed the first few announcements. So I actually missed the KOTOR announcement. I missed the Project Eve announcement. And I missed one other announcement. I think it was the Amnesia... Or no, it wasn't the Amnesia Project. It was some other game that I had missed. But I, I had since watched it this morning. Watched the whole conference the way through again. I, I, I really liked... I think the overall conference was pretty strong. I know some people, um, which you'll hear about here shortly weren't as keen on some of the middle sections where I felt like they led with something strong, they ended with something strong, and they kind of had the varying degrees of interesting stuff in the middle. Um, I, I don't know. I felt, the, felt like the pacing was pretty good. They had some really big announcements, and they'd had s- some of the smaller announcements. It wasn't like they bookended the show with some of the smaller announcements, and then they threw a big announcement at the end. I felt like it was... Is uh, there was a good ebb and flow to it. I really liked at the end how, and this is something that you guys probably didn't see. They had the head of one of the PlayStation departments coming on and talking about a few things. He talked about um, talked about God of War a little bit, Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit, s- stuff like that. And then they interviewed a few um, people from the different studios to talk about some of their games in greater detail which I actually enjoyed some of that stuff because that's how I figured out the um, girl at the end of the God of War Ragnarok trailer is going to be a giant. I thought some of that stuff was handled really well. It was a bit longer than I expected it to, but they had a lot of really big announcements, so it, yeah. it made sense. I think that's it something they... Sense. Well, yeah, th- I think that's a good idea that they did take from the Nintendo showcase things because they always do like a couple hours of a treehouse thing after the fact where they sit down and just play a little chunk really, of the game like, with the devs. Get into the nitty gritty of it, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good way to do that because yep. every time they bring someone out to showcase something on E3 like that, it just feels like a massive speed bump in the pacing of, of everything that's going on. It, um, it feels kind of like just like this guy facsimilating hype. Or a, a, a woman, and yeah, it, yeah. sometimes it is successful. I mean, there have been a few times in the past few years where it has been successful. I mean, the yeah. Keanu Reeves meme um, was the big reason why cyber. So many, I think, so many people were excited for Cyberpunk seventy seven. I think that was a big part of it. To be honest with you, there are moments where it works, but for the most part, just like the circle jerk and trying to get people hyped, it, like it, yeah, it doesn't really work for me. And then a lot of times it's like describing what I can already see on screen. It's like, yeah. uh, who is that famous um, NFL announcer who just like states the obvious? I can't remember who it is. Uh, John, is it? It's not John Madden, is it? But I, I know like Magic Johnson when he was announcing for the NBA, he would just state exactly what's happening on the floor. 
and then try and making it sound like this profound thing that's happening. Yeah. Um, and he gets a lot of shit on um, NBA communities for that. But yeah. yeah, it's like when people are announcing the games and stuff like that, they're like, there's this happening in the game. And it's like, okay, I'm watching the trailer. I see that. I, I, I don't need you to tell me that. I can, I can visually see it happening right now. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Josh. Long, long, very long-winded way of me saying I agree with you. I think that it was smart <laughs> for them to do that yesterday. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things that Nintendo has figured out in, with their whole system that they've been doing for the last couple of years. And it's, it's, it's a really good way to, to showcase that. And I'm, I'm glad that other, other companies are going that route because it's, it's really cool. And I feel like if you're interested, you stick around, you get more info. And it's just, it doesn't feel like it's forced upon you. Like, yes. instead, yeah, it, it works well. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, so. All right, let's read some of the listener comments really quickly. If you ever want to leave a listener comment, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, every Thursday at the Sword Chomp Instagram, uh, when I post about the topic of the week, please feel free to leave a comment in there. We love reading comments on the show. Uh, we had a lot of comments, interesting different comments on this this PlayStation showcase. Uh, Hakuna Matata said, "All I know Bless is you. that Kotor." Hmm? Bless you, Gazunda. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hakuna Matata said, "All I know is that Kotor better not be a PS5 exclusive, and Disney is going to ruin Kotor's story." Um, the the first thing is, yeah, I mean it's coming to PC, and second, I. I understand there being some hesitance with uh, Disney being involved in any way, shape, or form because uh, I don't think Star Wars is in a terrible place right now, but... People keep confusing Disney with J.J. Abrams. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Yeah, I I don't think Disney has done a poor job with... No, I'll say it it once. At this point, they've done a hell of a lot better than George Lucas did for about the last couple decades. I said it once, I'll say it a million times. The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie since Empire. The fact that they decided to backpedal on every decision Ryan Johnson made is what made a terrible fucking uh, end cap to that trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't even watched the other films just because I heard a lot of, of the uh, disdain people had for it. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like Solo, but I actually really enjoyed that movie for what it's it fun. was. It's uh, it's nothing special, I don't think, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's 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 weird because the way it's paced and everything, it's like a dumb, fun, like kind of summer movie thing. But then it's it's going into like the. I think kind of where it fails is where it's like, oh, this is one of the novels, so we're gonna like info dump a bunch of crap at you. Well, the to, thing is, it it yeah. clearly sets up a sequel that it'll never get, yeah. which sucks because it was going to some cool places. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfo- yeah, unfortunately, we won't get more from that. But yeah, I, well, I enjoyed maybe, it. For maybe what eventually it was. we will get the novel. I'm sure somebody will end up writing that well, here in the next couple of if, years. If anyone is actually curious, um, the Colin Trevorrow script for the final Star Wars movie, uh, which his his script was called Star Wars: Duel of the Fates. Um, you can read the entire script. It's out in the open. I think it's much better than Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and it's actually being made into a comic book because it was so popular uh, that I can't wait to read. Mm. 
yeah, it, it'll be interesting, I, I think, um, to see what level Disney has actually involved in it. But yeah, I I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna besides putting their name on it, probably next to nothing. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, that's kind of their involvement in most things at this point because they own too much to really have, you know. They're they're like it, too it's much like direct the, opinion. Their their stake in the Star Wars side of TV, for example, as far as I can tell, is writing checks to John Favreau. Basically, I hope so. We don't want Fear Mouse involved in too much. Right. Yeah, can hear, can yeah hear just as Nazi but, gold. But, yeah, no, I mean, well, we needed to fund our projects. Uh-huh. Please buy us, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I'd quit if Disney bought us. To be we'll talk about you. whatever you want. Got Game Guy one said, "Didn't watch the showcase, but man, I can't wait for God of War. Glad Kotor oh, yeah. is getting remade because I never got around to it." So yeah, I I think that it's really cool that they're like I said, um, during that conversation, I'm glad they're remaking it for people like Got Game Guy one and myself who never got <laughs> yeah. around to it. I think it's really important, and I know a lot of people are kind of tired of the remaster trend that's been happening recently. But it's for people like me and Got Game Guy One who missed them the first time. So when you hear Uncharted Four, for and viewers Lost like you, Legacy mm-hmm. <laughs> being remastered, it's like, fuck, this game was just out last gen. Like, why? Well, well kind of like know. I said with the PC, some stuff hasn't been supported. A bunch of the console stuff, even not that long ago, are not supported with the limited backwards compatibility that we're getting because they've. This last gen, they've been much better about, hey, we're going to support the gen before. Much better, but still not perfect. Um, yeah. And honestly, I'm kind of a little exhausted by that. Just, you know, from a, why can't we just, like, obviously, you're capable of letting us play some of these old games. Like, just, I don't know, put in the tiny bit of extra work to do it the but slightest there's, there's no bit money. of effort there's no money in it for them so i understand it but god i miss i miss being able to play the game boy up through the first ds or e- even like the second ds it, like it wasn't until the light that they're like eh maybe maybe you don't need like hell even the dsi supported all the way up to gba yeah exactly and like it's 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 frustrating that we don't live in a you know console environment where that is expected at this point i yeah i agree with you i I, it touches on a different subject that we've kind of discussed before in some various areas i miss that as well but with the price of games being stagnant for as long as it has and the cost and inflation and everything almost everything's gone up by 10 bucks well Recently, yes, but up until this gen, it hadn't been the case. Yeah, and it's oh, selling yeah. to five times the number of people. So, and I've I've been the advocate that games should cost more for a long time because, again, a lot of that has to do with uh, some of the bigger entities at the top taking a lot more money than they should. But considering we live in a world where I can't convince them not to do that, games have to cost more for the people actually making them to get a decent paycheck. Right. Right. Exactly. So. I mean, that's a whole other topic, but I will agree that, yeah. Well, let's I, get I into it right the, now. I, let's do it right this second. Now, I miss backwards compatibility. I really do. Um, I understand the frustration there, mm-hmm. um, especially coming off of 
of consoles like the PS2, PS3, PS4 era where backwards compatibility was more common, this gen, upcoming gen doesn't feel quite as accepting of that, I guess. And it's not just Sony, it's, um, yeah, it's all Xbox to some it's, degree, it's... it's Nintendo with their Switch and their yeah the Switch it doesn't have backwards compatibility but at least they've made it fairly to just put their games on there for the most part it's just yeah and rumored is that Game Boy stuff is coming soon so yes, it if is. you need Hopefully. me I'll be playing Kirby's Dreamland there you um, go if you need you know, me you know I'll be playing those crappy Dragon Ball Z games that came out for <laughs> Game Boy Advance that I love oh you mean Legacy of Goku yep I love those games okay first off only the first one is crappy. It's an absolute pile of steaming shit. The second <laughs> one's real good. That's true. Third one's okay. Um, I didn't know they made a third one. It's not called Legacy of Goku. It's called Boo's oh. Fury, but it is literally Legacy of Goku 3. Kind of like Yoshi's Story? No, it, this is literally the same game, and it, but Yoshi's Story is way better. Yoshi's Island is what you're thinking of. Um, here's a weird thing. You just reminded me with the console backwards compatibility thing. You know what I do miss, because we get a lot less of this now, local news stories where they're talking about a video game console launch in a way where they clearly have no idea about anything. <laughs> um, I remember this one specific story from the PS3 launch where this lady from New York won the channel that comes on by default in New York. Um, that's how you know it's the best. It's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, interviewing people waiting in line to get a PS3. And they're like, actually... A lot of your games, like games for the PSP system, will not work on the PS3. And I'm in my house, sitting on my couch, like, yeah, no shit, dummy. Like, <laughs> for the PSP, huh? Like, yeah, no, I didn't think these UMDs were going to go in my PlayStation 3, you idiot. Uh, you re- remember time. that future that we were promised in the 90s, where everything was going to be on a UMD? Because, Fuck yeah, you, because UMDs are still discs. the future. Yeah. Yeah. As Dennis as Dennis Duffy said, UMDs are making a comeback. Technology's cyclical. Yeah, like I I absolutely love my GameCube mini discs. Those things are just robust. And then having them encased in plastic oh, permanently. That uh, makes it so much better. Like yeah. I'll give the GameCube disc its due until until the you know the cows come home, because Nintendo sure can pack some data onto a tiny little little mm-hmm. format. They they carved out that Dreamcast's innards and figured out how to do this the best, and then they threw the rest of it in the fucking trash where it belonged. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to have a zip drive. One of those. You remember those things? With, oh, yeah. With their, t- their, their mini discs that lasted for about all of six minutes? They were the best. Yeah. Felt like I was remember- living in the fucking future. It you guys remember... You guys remember when they had put movies on Game Boy cartridges? Remember Game Boy Video? <laughs> the, yes. the only way to enjoy Shrek? Mm-hmm. I actually... Really quick story, and then we gotta get back to this topic because we've been going for really long. Yeah, we kind of... I used to have a few of the, the movies on PSP, and I remember watching Kingdom of Heaven in Study Hall, <laughs> or sorry, in Stagecraft <laughs> on my PSP. Kingdom of Heaven for the PSP! <laughs> Yeah. That is the funniest. Uh, and then my uh, my the, the director's cut or the uh, and took my PSP away. Or the and I theatrical. Was so at him. The director's cut. It came on three UMDs. Yeah, because like the the theatrical was a mess. But uh... that was the that was the uh, the on, the first copy of Final Fantasy VII Advent Children I bought was for the PSP. That's a good one to pick up. <laughs> 
It's a good pickup. All right, back to the topic. It's a great phone ad. Corin Space said, absolutely love the beginning and end. Middle kind of felt deflated. Hyped for Star Wars, KOTOR, Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, and God of War. Going to be a great few years of gaming. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't have much to add there. I can understand why you felt kind of deflated in the middle. Um, to some degree. Don't entirely agree, but I understand. Um, Caked Up 713 said, Wolverine teaser blew my fucking mind. Sony isn't fucking around. And weirdly enough, that's exactly what Rich said when he watched that trailer. True. It's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Let Live Joshua said, so stoked for Spidey and Wolverine, but it was a good showcase overall. I really just need to get a PS5, but good luck to me. Yeah, and I'm seriously. right there with you, buddy. Judging by some of those release dates, though, you got time. Yeah. Because uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man are the only ones, I like, of those big hitters from that showcase that are PS5-only games. Like, God of War is going to be on PS4. Horizon is going to be on PS4. I don't know how great those versions are going to run. Yeah. But they are going to exist. Dude, yeah. like, my PS4 chugs now. And granted, it's a base PS4. And it's it filled with sand. It yeah. chugs now. I don't even know what it's, it's going to sound like with yeah. Ragnarok and fucking Forbidden West. Yeah, I'm... It, mine's at the point where I probably need to just replace the fan in it. Um, because, yeah, like, those things... We're barely, barely able to do the things they're supposed to. Right. Um, and yeah, these last few games at the end of the PS4 life cycle have uh, made me worry about a nuclear meltdown happening <laughs> on my entertainment center. Fukushima in yeah, your like living room? Yeah, they, they smell like, the, like it's, it sounds like it's about to just explode. Every time For you try real. to play, you know, one of these most recent games on the PS4. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I am seriously worried about games now that they are expecting to be a PS5 game. And, oh, by the way, it's on PS4. That, that sounds like a horrible idea if you've not, not cleaned your system out in a while. It seems like a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even think about this until just now, but I'm going to be curious about the haptic feedback when Kratos yells, boy, if that's going <laughs> to rumble in the controller at all. Boy. Boy. Oh, my God. I'm orgasming. Uh, <laughs> <kind of> like... <laughs> Josh is back, ladies and gentlemen. What the fuck? What's wrong? Uh, Tanya said, I'm a very happy boy. With what I saw, can't wait to learn more about KOTOR, Wolverine, and Spidey 2. Gonna be a packed couple of years. It's good to be a gamer. And like, I'm very happy he took that approach because I think that is one thing that's again, getting on my soapbox. Tough shit. I think that's one thing that we really forget sometimes is how good gaming is right now. We really are in a Mm -hmm. golden era. I think there are multiple eras that can be considered golden eras. I think right now is a is a golden era. Just how much we really have available to us. That yeah. you know, yeah. in the past, it was like there's sometimes where I was bored of games, and I was like, eh, I don't really feel like there are a lot of games out there for me right now. More than ever in my life, even more than five years ago, I feel like I could play 
games every day for the rest of my 30s and i would still not finish all the games that i would want to play Nah, yeah, dude, it, last good day for games is March 4th, 1999. That's when Pepsi Man came out. <laughs> well, to each their own. But yeah, I, I'm glad he took this kind of like positive approach to it. Like, yes. Yeah. Sony isn't perfect. Yes. There's a lot of remakes and remasters happening amongst all the consoles and a lot of studios. And that rubs some people the wrong way. But has there been a better time where just games are coming out and there's such a variety and literally things are being revived things are coming back it's such a beautiful time right now to be a gamer yep. anyways off my soapbox i apologize red blue blair 1693 said all of the marvel games kotor god of war ragnarok uh facundo is a good buddy of ours he very much was about the avengers so I knew that he was going to be excited. He still won't forgive me for that. <laughs> no, he won't. Uh, he's super excited for all the Marvel news. I knew that he was going to be excited about that. So I'm really happy for all the Marvel fans out there. They got a really good conference or showcase yesterday. Rich, I'm sure you uh, had to put a, one of our adult diapers on that we're going to be selling here soon. Already had it on. A few weeks ago. I live kayfabe, baby. I already had it on. I knew I knew you filled that thing up. It's good that we are developing those diapers. We still haven't thought of a name, though. We'll get to that sooner or later. Messy Anyways, pants. Last comment I wanted to read was from an uh, old buddy of ours, Bat Zach. Bat Zach. Zach, long time no see, buddy. He said, Sony just ate Microsoft's lunch, in my opinion. God of War 2, Spider-Man 2, and Wolverine. Sweet Jesus, what a conference. In terms of exclusives, yeah. I would agree with that. So yeah, I think just... I think he's right on that. Like, Microsoft is not has not had that first party showing for me, and I said it before. I'll say it again. It never feels completely fair because I anything Microsoft puts out, I'm just going to play on PC, and I just everything surrounding Halo has me worried. <laughs> yeah, but I want it to be good. Yeah, yeah. I Sony and Insomniac they they deserve a lot of the credit here really just put a bunch of exclusives out and granted some of them are coming to pc like kotor but yeah very impressive showing sony has got exclusives which we've talked about and i know a lot of other publications talk about microsoft has got accessibility with their game pass uh they're doing two totally different things at this point and um while i don't feel as compelled to buy an xbox series x or s i definitely want to get a ps5 now um, I was on the fence and I'd been waiting. I definitely want to, I'm going to start actively looking for one now. And it's largely because of this conference. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah there was good conference... stuff on there before, but this kind of proves that it's not just the couple games at launch. Like they're, they've got there's stuff in the pipeline. Stuff. Yeah. Coming down. Yeah, I, I did a poll a few weeks ago saying how I thought that this, this gen of consoles was a little bit underwhelming up to this point, even though they're still f pretty fresh. It just felt like nothing was in the pipeline. We weren't hearing anything. It, Sony heard me and said, shut the fuck up, Shay. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And um, proved me wrong. Very you much proved old me bitch. wrong. So I'm eating crow here and now. I was very wrong. Sony, very impressive showing yesterday. So, And Bad Zach was right. So, 
Anyways, we, oh man, we've went two hours long. We're going to end the show here. Just kidding. We're not going to end the show. We're going to go on break, actually. You told me we were going to go to the zoo. We didn't talk about games. No, we're going to go on a quick break. By quick, probably about a 10 minute one. Uh, though you're not going to hear the actual 10 minutes of the break. But uh, we'll be Thank right God. back. Don't go anywhere. We got some video. You games might to talk eventually. About. We're going to try that next week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be yeah. mailing out scratch and sniff stickers for you to experience the break along with us. That's right, and they're going to smell... Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, they're going to smell like the bathroom break we're all going to take, but that sounds really fucking disgusting. Um, we're going to be talking about games and social media polls right after the break. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. New magic store.sawjump.com You there, boy! What news? News, sir! New graphic designs over at store.swordchomp.com! New graphic designs at store.swordchomp.com That's right, sir! My god! You can get all the designs you want on t-shirts, masks, hoodies, even phone cases! They've done it. Those Swordchomp boys have brought Christmas early. Oi, sir! This surely will be the best Christmas yet if you navigate over to store.swordchomp.com right now! God bless you, son. God bless us, everyone! We are back from our break. Uh, feels so good to be back. Feels so good to be here. Um, we are going to talk just briefly a little bit more about Psychonauts 2. Rich still has has it finished as he has a few weeks ago. I got a fair bit more into it. Josh is now back and he's played a considerable amount. So we kind of wanted to get his opinion. Um, I'm actually going to throw it to you first, Josh. Uh, the one thing I will say is don't go too heavy into the story because Rich and I already talked about we're going to want to do a chomping after dark on this game. And I know you're yeah. going to want to as well. So just don't get too heavy into the story, but Josh, can I can't even begin to describe how disappointed that you were not here. The week psychonauts two dropped where I had literally like that week. It came out. I finished it 15 minutes before we recorded that first podcast. And I was like, <laughs> I just want to talk about psychonauts too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got close to it. Like I started it. I don't know. What was it? Not long ago, not long ago, and I have been just putting some time into that game, about 20 hours in, in a couple days. Um, it's so good. It's so, so good. It is kind yeah, it of... Is. It surprised me. It's, it's delivering on, li like, all the promises the first one leaves you with, which is impressive that you know, a game that kind of ends that with that open ended and then he went off to become a superhero, you know, super spy or whatever type thing that they, they give you like a satisfying conclusion to that. Like it's, it's honestly like 
like like you're saying, it's very surprising that we we got what we got as a as and, a follow up to Psychonauts one. And and delivery on all of the weird stuff that Psychonauts one left you with, like the Aquato family curse, mm-hmm. and like just more about the Psychonauts in general. There there's so many good character moments in this game. Yeah, yeah, there absolutely are. Um, yeah, yeah, I am. The writing has always been excellent. The writing in Psychonauts 1 is like some of top tier game writing. And I think it's even better here. Yeah, and they're 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 wrapping it up. They're they're doing an excellent job. They've gotten, you know, a lot of mileage out of finally letting you kind of experience some of the brains you wanted to jump into from the first game, which I think is excellent. But then they're not just doing that. There's still there's still a lot of new stuff, a lot of keeping new you on your toes, and and yeah, just stuff stuff to keep it fresh. Um, it's so good, um, Josh. I'm I'm curious what you think about some of my favorite like bits of of jokes written in there. Like slight ones are the jokes about the clearly it has been 16 years since Psychonauts one, yeah. but this game takes place three days later. And yeah. they're like uh, one of my favorite bits, and I told Shay about this in the last one we did is um, there's an optional conversation with Coach Oleander in the bowling alley, oh uh, yeah, yeah, where he's going over his plan to stop the mole. He's like, and we'll use the Doomsday robots. Like, I don't know, Coach, should you really be messing around with Doomsday stuff? He's like, Raz, that was the old me. That was a long time ago. He's like, that was three days ago. <laughs> I love that. I love that too. Even though I didn't play the first one, I love that joke. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of moments like that one. That one's excellent like whether you have the context or not like have been waiting for that long but then yeah like another one is 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 when you go into ford's mind kind of early on you know you're you're back at the at the at the camp and you're at the at the little you know the fire circle there around there Mm. and raz is all like ah it's been such a long time since i've been here it's been like four days (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly. exactly you keep forgetting just like oh yeah right like rhombus of ruin and then this all within uh quick succession yeah i know uh josh i know you didn't have ready access to vr stuff did you watch like a playthrough of rhombus of ruin or anything yeah i've i've watched uh i've watched a playthrough of it and they, they yeah. give you a good enough recap at the beginning of the they game give as you well. more than enough but rhombus of ruin is just fun for its writing and i I don't know if I've ever had a chance to really talk about it on the show. I like that novel comp uh, concept of why is it a VR game? Because, oh, you're stuck in one position and just jumping into other people's consciousness as your mm. form of movement in that game. Yeah, no, they, they did an excellent job of using that click to move type In, in, an, in a universe way that makes yes, sense. Yes, yes. I, I think they didn't. That's an excellent game. Like, I'm. Yeah, it's it's. um. I would suggest finding a let's play of it. Um, if you don't have the means to play it, I, I definitely say, yeah, yes. if you care that much about the psychonaut story, it's worth watching a, le- a let's play of. Yeah. Uh, uh, before you the, play too. Oh, what's it called? The extra was the extra credits. What's, what's, what's their new channel? Like extra playthrough, extra editing Josh from the future. The name of the channel that I couldn't think of is play frame. Anyway, it's Dan Floyd. From Extra Credits does a bunch of Let's Plays, and he did a Let's Play of it, and which, which is excellent. So I, I, I'd suggest that if you don't have VR to experience it yourself. So it's a good, you know, 
Anyway, there's not a lot of information that you'll need from there, but they make a couple little references that you won't get if you just have seen the recap at the beginning. Um, none of it's, it's necessary. It's also nice because you get to see the campers again, which you don't in uh, in Psychonauts 2. Yes. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd suggest that just because... For, Again, the writing is excellent. You get more of the writing because the recap, they just get, it's just a recap where it's the stuff you need to know, which is very light on the, we are on our way back with Zanato. Yeah, that's true. They get into that stuff pretty quickly though. And I, I appreciated the recap as someone who had zero knowledge or experience with Psychonauts or Rhombus or Ruin. I think that recap did a really good job and it was entertaining as hell as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it does a great job of getting across everything you need to know to get right into the game. Um, yes. So. What's the last level you ended up playing, Josh, that you remember? Um, I just, I just, uh, I'm trying to, trying to think of anything I say here is spoiler, spoiler, I don't think it is, um, mm but I just did Cassie's level is what I just finished before. That's uh, what before I'm on right now. I just got to there. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Okay. So I'd say you guys both have like a somewhere between a two and a three hours to go. Yeah. Or, or 10 depending on, cause I like, I'm collecting all the stuff. All of, it, uh, all of so, everything. So was I, but also you guys are kind of past the point of no return where you cannot go back to the main, uh, mother lobe area until you finish the game anyway. Mm hmm. Um, and you get powers there that you need to get everything. So at that point, I kind yes. of beelined it and then went back to clean up at post yeah. everything well, else. Once you get that last ability, you, there's still a brain tumbler, so you can go into all the levels, but you can't. You can't. You can't go back the to the stuff. questionable area yes. or the the mother lobe. Yes. Um. So I haven't decided whether I'm going to like do the brain tumbler stuff or if that's going to be like a post game cleanup thing. But either way, yeah. Um. I, I'm in the I'm in the camp. I'm I'm just gonna finish the game, and I'll probably get around to that collecting of stuff at a future date. As much as I'm really enjoying my time, and I'm I really do want to go back for the collection. I, there are a lot of games coming out right now. You know, Tales of Arise just dropped a few days ago. Yeah, Rich. Uh, Wait, is that out already? Out? Hmm. Is that out already? Yeah, it came out uh, on the tenth for you guys, the seventh for me here in Japan. So today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yeah, it dropped today. <laughs> I think it actually dropped the ninth at like 10 p.m. or midnight or something like that. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. But I, the, dude, I, have, I thought it was Tuesday for some reason. No, I don't it's all know. good. It's all good. And then Josh, while you were gone, uh, Rich talked about a game called Hypercharge Unboxed, which I want to get around to as well. Um, that's on my Switch. So I, I do want to do all the collection of this game because this game is yeah. phenomenal and the collection is, in this game feels incredibly rewarding, like Rich and I talked about last week, but. I personally am just going to wait until after I finish the game and I have some free time. That yeah. game is just fun to play. It yes, is. it's very fun to move around. The collection, when you're going back for it, actually goes pretty fast um, because they don't respawn the enemies in this one, which... Oh, they don't? Yeah, no. they, they respawn some of the enemies in the original Psychonauts when you were going back to replay stuff. But so far, I've not seen anything that respawns enemies other than, like, there are probably spots where you can, like, have it spawn enemies if it was, like, a specific There's no real, thing, but... like, big mob drop areas or anything yes. like that when you go yeah. back. So it's, it's very much just a matter of kind of walking through and collecting the stuff Pretty you sparse. miss. Yeah. Um, 
which cool i like i like because it doesn't feel like enemies are just kind of spawning on you that you kind of just you know without thinking fight it's it's more yeah. a matter of like kind of directed encounters mm, right which i think works better anyway so right one one of the big things i wanted to mention because there isn't much more i really want to talk about with this game until we do the chomping after dark one of the things i did want to mention is i got to a section in the game uh rich was talking about uh, a bad mood last week one of the enemies which is very different than the others i really enjoy fighting that enemy a lot mm-hmm. it's actually a really fun enemy i've enjoyed some of the boss fights later in the game and how certain mental things things trying to be vague here are represented in this game because obviously this game has such a big um a big discussion point of talking about mental health and mental illness and just the perception of the mind in general i mean go figure with the name psychonauts i really like a lot of the boss and their kind of representation in the game the other big thing I wanted to mention is there, um, this is a minor spoiler, and this is the one spoiler I will mention in the show. Um, there are two characters uh, in, the, in the game who are in a uh, gay relationship, and the way it's presented is very nonchalantly, and I think that's a really good thing because <clears throat> a lot of games, I think, and a lot of things in the medium right now, I think they're still worry, worrying about inclusion, which is a great thing. It's something that we talked about with Ivan a few months ago, and as well it should be. I want to start seeing more things or more sources of media push towards that accept, acceptance factor. And I think the way that this game presents that relationship is very much towards that factor of acceptance because it wasn't like a oh and here's rudy tootie piper and he's gay it wasn't like that it was just like a just this natural discussion of a relationship in this mini arc taking place within this grand story and it just really made me smile and i was really happy to see that level of just showing normalization and acceptance in this game and I didn't expect it. So it was, you also get was, some real good moments of, uh, sort of like reuniting those characters and stuff that are, that are just gen- genuinely like good moments, like that's good exactly, feel good bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I was talking about. And I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone near this rich. Those moments where that was some of the most powerful stuff in the game for me that I've gotten to date or so far, um, was that, that reunion stuff was super, super powerful for me personally just i was surprised that it, it just kind of came out of nowhere and it was really rewarding so this game has just been a absolute gem yeah loved it from the moment i've started it uh i i guess the other one thing i did want to say is because I, I was messaging rich about this uh i liked the level a lot the psychedelic trippy level was probably my least favorite level so far i like a lot of the visuals and I, it's a fun level, but it re- is the longest level in the game so far, and it really started to drag a little bit for me. I didn't um, even notice that, like being longer than the other ones is a funny thing. But when you say that, like, did not I? I just like that all the way through. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't dislike it at all. I, I don't. I, I want to make that clear. I actually enjoyed the level. I just compared to the other levels for me, it started to drag a little bit. Um, I, I noticed it especially this week because. 
I'm back to work now and I get my one to one and a half hours every night to try and game. And part of it was probably my job being back at work and still recovering physically a little bit from COVID. But um, I get exhausted so much easier now. It sucks. Like I've been going to bed at pretty much eight o'clock every night just because my body is worn the fuck out. But I, I was playing that level a few nights this week and I was like, God damn, when is this? Like, I, I like this level, that but is, I want to get to the other stuff. I think, well, you've got some choice on it, but I think the first full level you actually get to. Um, other than that, basically everyone else you go into has, like, compartmentalized, you know, something going on. And so yeah. you only see little bits. So that, that's, that, I think that's the first full level you get is why it's... Feels so much longer. So much longer. Um, that might be part of it. I'm trying to think of like the when only... you think of it. Yeah, there are characters where you're going into different sections of their brain and in multiple instances, and those all kind of feed into yeah, being so like, like one level, really, yeah, as a whole. But I think that's like the first one. I think you could have because there really there are three distinct different sections to that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So it's, it's probably just by comparison, and um, yeah, yeah. It's not anywhere near a bad game, or sorry, a bad level. It's a very fun level, and the the yeah, end of I the think level it's is about an the incredible same payoff as but. the the kind of all the this is the whole thing are about the same length. Mm. Um, because the one you're in now that you're that you were just starting, I think is about the same length. Okay. Um, I think it's just kind of the standard level length for like a full, you know, you're going to do this entire person's deal in one level instead of having it split yeah. up sort yeah. of a length to it. I mean, the, 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 the Bob stuff, I mean, that's hopefully fairly vague. Um, that that was a pretty lengthy level, and I enjoyed every minute of it. That was actually my favorite level so Ca far. Cassie's brain is similar in that it's split up into different sections. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's not a bad level. I just, like, that was the one moment that kind of, in the game, that I, did, I wasn't as high on as the rest of the game. Because it's been, like, this high peak, just riding, 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 and then I hit a little bit of a lull in that section, and then it's been up ever since. And maybe that's just, I don't know, maybe it's because I was tired, maybe I wasn't enjoying it as much, maybe it's because, like Josh said, it was a longer level comparatively up until that point. But, like I said, the ending payoff is very, very good. I enjoyed that a lot. Very funny. Uh, we talked about, we made, we made it the show title last week, the Jack Black track. It was awesome, I loved it. So It's a great, great bit. We say as one final Psychonauts 2 note. Um, because yep. I want to see Josh's thoughts on this as well. Uh, having played the first one, we had a little taste of Raz's dad at the end of the first Psychonauts. Yeah. I fucking love <laughs> Raz's dad throughout this game. Just like hanging out in the woods, trying to light a pine cone on fire with his mind, being like, "You're proud of me, son." Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they He's... did an excellent job with his family, kind of showing up and being themselves. Um, yeah. 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 And they go very interesting places with that as that story continues. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have the experience that you guys do, but I enjoyed him as a character. So. 
cool all, stuff. All around good stuff. Yes, yes, and yes. So, uh, that's Psychonauts 2. Um, I, I don't think we're going to be talking about it anymore from this point until we do the Chomping After Dark. So, I'm excited for that when we get around to that. Woo! Lake! is the next game we're going to be talking about. And Rich has all the deets on that. So I'm going to give it away to him. Yeah. Uh, I put a few, probably like three or four hours into Lake. Um, so this is an indie joint that Josh and I were excited for a while back. Uh, in case anyone's curious about what uh, Lake is, it is a game uh, where it is 1984 and you move to a uh, sort of Midwestern lake town uh, and become a mail carrier for two weeks. You're doing your dad a favor um, and sort of taking over his job for two weeks while he goes on some sort of vacation or retires. They haven't been totally clear on that. And it is 100% just the thing it claims to be. Like, you're driving around, doing your mail route, delivering packages, interacting with people. Um, there, there's some story threads kind of about, you know, returning to the town you grew up in and how how different it is and and it's just a light um it's relaxing man listen to the radio on my mail truck deliver some packages to the mechanic uh it is not pretending to be other anything other than what it is it's a very simple game but i'm enjoying my time with it it's cathartic cool interesting yeah i don't know anything about this game really yeah i i need to get to one, to that one cuz that's one i've been excited for and then there's Literally everything came out while I was in this move. All the things. All the things came out. All the out, things. And now I'm like a dozen games behind over the course of a couple of weeks. Um, That'll how happen. Dare you, Josh. Yeah. You're a sack of human garbage. But yeah, I mean, I don't have any really like deep thoughts on Lake. It is what it claims to be. Um, if you want to spend your evening in that game, driving your mail truck by day and renting gremlins from the video store by night, <laughs> that is a thing you can do. <laughs> perfect okay well do you have anything major else to say about that game before we move on not really uh there's not a whole (laughs) lot to say is is kind of the thing um it it is what it is i mean it's a little rough around the edges and spots but for what they're trying to do i don't think that really matters much like there's some simple stuff like there's weirdly no animation for entering the truck it just kind of cuts to black which feels like a weird cut corner um, but mm. it's not, this thing is not looking to be cutting edge, nor does it need to be at any tick. Right. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. Lake in a nutshell or lake in a lake shell watershed. I have sure. <laughs> I... Yeah. Exactly. Heroes in a lake shell. Water lake power. power. Water power. Water power, Rich. Water power. There you go. That's better. <laughs> um, the Artful Escape, another game that Rich played. Josh is excited yeah. for. Let's hear about it. Uh, this is a Game Pass joint, just so everyone is aware. Um, so I started this one last night. Uh, you've probably seen some images for this of like these sort of like almost papery, pasty sort of art style. Uh, it's a platformer where you're playing as a character with a guitar. And I've only put some time into about the first like hour and a half, two hours. But it's got some simple platforming stuff. The intro seems a little bit more laid back but then it sort of blends into its more psychedelic design the the basic through line is you're playing as this character who um is living in i believe it's a town in colorado um where his uncle is sort of this famous folk musician 
and the the following day he's having his premiere concert where um you know it's supposed to be a big day you know him trying to fill his uncle's shoes or whatever um and a lot of the through line seems to be like grappling with identity um and him people sort of thinking they know who he is and who they expect him to be they expect him to be this great folk musician like his uncle but really he's more into like this crazy like psychedelic space opera metal shit um and from there it's either a crazy dream about finding out who you truly are or you know they just skipped a scene for me where he went back to his room and did shrooms um because since then i've been like uh grinding down rainbows while shredding on a guitar in space and it's been pretty awesome Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But definitely, Josh, why are you he- heavier narrative-wise? Um, just for the aesthetic of it. it it's all aesthetic, yeah. Um, like it, like yeah. They kind of showed the a lot of that psychedelic visual style off early on. I think before they even showed anything with gameplay, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I want to see what this looks like. Uh, just just to experience it. Um, I mean, it has artful in the name, for God's sake. If, if you want a taste of that flavor, one of the first directions the game gives you when you start is hold X to shred. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it looks very stylistic. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm going to have to try that out since it's on Game Pass at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, so no reason not to at least dip your toe, I'd say. Um, I'm... I'm enjoying it so far. I, I think the slow is a little start. Uh, the start is a little slow because uh, it probably takes a good 45 minutes to really like get you where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. So dip your toe into this game and then go whole hog into Psychonauts 2 afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Normally we take a break at around this time, but because we were very light on video games this week and we talked a lot in the topic, I think it's just prescient to just jump straight into the social media polls that sound good to you guys or do you guys need a break i'm good cool cool all right so every tuesday at the sword shop instagram you can vote in some wonderful polls or some mediocre polls depending on how you feel that i post on social media and we read the results here and we discuss them it's always fun for us uh it's kind of a it's kind of a an uh catch catch all kind of segment where we talk a little bit about news a little bit like mini topics and then just a, a way for us to talk about stuff other than games in the back end sometimes because you know certain things are important to us like we talked about ted lasso last week which is still riding high on that show hell so, yeah a new episode. i think i uh i talked to rich about this i think after the sh- at some point I think off air, but uh, while while we're doing the Apple TV recommendations there, yes, watch Ted Lasso. But if you've already got that subscription, you should really be watching Central Park, and you owe it to the universe uh, to watch Wolf Walkers. Uh, I've never heard of either of those. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Walkers is the third movie in the... Uh, um, uh, what's the name of the company? I did this last time we talked about it. Yes. It's, I, it's the it, Irish animation company who has been doing just some of the most phenomenal work in the last decade. Um, who did Wolf Walkers, which is at the moment an Apple TV exclusive sort of a deal. So 
Okay. Yeah. Absolutely worth the, watching. It is great. The style, it's very stylistic looking. It's beautiful looking, too. Mm-hmm. Production company is Cartoon Saloon and Mel- Melusine? Yes. So. Wow. Had a huge budget. Box yeah. office, not so much. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, kind of the times as well. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So, first one on the list. This was before it was officially announced yesterday. Um, or not officially. I mean, like, announced with the, the PlayStation uh, Direct. But it had been announced a few days before that the Alan Wake remaster had been announced officially. And I asked, do you have your flashlights ready? I had the little scientific slider. And it's at about the 65 to 70% range of excitement that people have for that. So check that your remaster. batteries. Uh-huh. I think that makes sense. That tracks. You make sense. Yeah. Um, anime games. Do you, or do they turn you off or do you enjoy them? 65% of people said, I'm a weeb. And 35% of people said, no way. Do Which they make you horny, baby? Also tracks. The thing I, I'm happy to see at least within our fan base, is it seems more common and accepted that I think yeah. anime is kind of starting to make its way more and more into Western culture. Yes. I, I, I think the, that style can be done extremely well, but for the longest time, we got so many games that were just very cheaply, very poorly and thoughtlessly put together. Yeah. And there's still kind of that feeling that I don't know. Like it's you see it and you're kind of it you you feel a little wary still. At least I do just because I've been burnt by so many of them at this point. But I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's like you see a trailer for a kind of cool anime whether it's on Netflix or something else and then it's a booby anime. Where it's just like everybody's tits are flopping around and they're just doing a still shot of the tits fl- flopping around and stuff like that and it's yeah, it's kind of like that in some ways where it's like oh this game looks like it has pretty decent production, anime style, looks kind of interesting and you get into it and it's very just yeah, very trope heavy, poorly made. Yeah. So I like it when it's done well, but that's that's everything. But it's just, you know, yeah, we'll I mean, it's it's we'll less to be wary because it has anime in it, but more about the quality mm-hmm. that is going into the product. Yeah. Faux show. Agreed. Rich, I'm surprised you didn't have more to say about that segment. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty straightforward. I love I love anime. Wait, what? I love anime! <laughs> Thank you. That's what I... <laughs> you knew exactly what I wanted. Thanks, baby. Um... I know we've talked about this a lot, but the success of this game over the past five years is incredible. And it's a picture of No Man's Sky with their reviews on Steam being very positive from um, a review stamp or a recent standpoint and all reviews being mostly positive. So after five years of having really poor reviews, and rightfully so, that they've finally recovered and it's it's a testament we've talked about it a lot on the show um just the success hello games has had and just the amount of work that they've put in it's very commendable and respectable Mm -hmm. whether or not you like the game in my opinion i think that you know they have at this point fulfilled their promise 
and more so. But I wanted to see how other people felt because it was the five-year anniversary of the game dropping last month. 78% of people said congrats to them, and 22% of people, including one very own Rich Meister, said, don't really care, sorry. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I don't yeah. really care, sorry. No, it's fine. That's fine. I get it. I mean, you can be a heartless, soulless demon, but I'm just blown away still each time they release more content and it's free still blown away yeah from no that's that's cool but i don't really care sorry i meant more so like i don't really care like i think it's super cool they're doing all that and that's great for the people that like that game but i just don't care about that game yeah that's fine i mean if you don't jive with it you don't jive with it that's fine like you can enjoy the the heartfelt wholesome story without enjoying the product itself so yeah yeah i'm and i'm i'm a very strange i don't know i guess it's because i'm too busy with everything coming out but like i like the really simple like not worth digging into too deep feel of the original original yeah because like it feels like oh like you start seeing stuff repeating much, much, much sooner in that original product, and you kind of you, you understand, okay, it, like it's it's worth this much of my time, and you can get a good estimate and be done with it. Um, like I remember feeling it's that way about so far and away yeah. where it started, though, dude. You like, can see the curvature yes. of the flat Earth, like Legos, Legolas. Yes, well, <laughs> like exactly. Like I, I I remember liking the Minecraft alpha the best kind of for similar reasons like okay like i I can i can get a grasp on this entire thing whereas the whole survival genre crowd are people who are willing to put hundreds and hundreds of hours into a game and i I just don't have the time for it yeah not with what we do and really personally not my desires anyways like i don't want to dump like i used to do that with like call of duty and rock band I don't want to dump hundreds of hours into one game because then I miss out on all mm-hmm. these other games that are being released. And this it's it's amazing that all this content exists in No Man's Sky. Yeah. I haven't played it for a few years just because I'm not up to date with all the information. And I don't want to sit down and watch YouTube videos to try and figure out what to do and how to play the game anymore. Like, I respect it. And I still think the game is fun. My memories of it, I should say, <laughs> since yeah. I haven't played it for a few years. But yeah, I, I I think it's awesome that people who stay current with a game continue to get more content there. And yeah, I, I think it's cool that they've made good on their promise, whether yeah. or not the implementation of everything is wonderful. I, I mean, I think there could be some discussion there because it is hard to get into now, but it's impressive. It's an impressive story. Yeah, yeah. No, like I'm happy for the people who are who have been playing for that for five years, because that is the crowd who's been playing for five years are getting everything that they need for that to make sense. There's yeah. no, there was no reason to play the original experience for that long, not for a fraction of that time. Um, and not at a $60 price yeah. tag. Yeah. But, but now it's, it's worth way more than honestly, I think it's, I don't know how much it sells for now. I think it sells for like 30 to 40. 
think the price has actually gone back up, which is kind of a crazy thing. To see a game drop that low in price to dip that far back up is pretty impressive. I think it's a $60 game, now, even now, just because they continue to put new content out. Best I can do is 12 <laughs> Okay, game, stop. Rich, I got nothing. Um, next nice poll. try, idiot. Yeah, fucking, I fooled myself, I played myself. Billionaire Mark Lore, who was the former CEO of Walmart, has developed plans to build a $400 billion city in the desert. Uh, the exact desert and location has not yet been decided. He is asking for funding to build this $400 billion city. Um, there are more details on it, like the the theoretical plan is everybody will have everything they ever need for amenities and necessities in a quarter of a mile away from wherever you live in the city it doesn't matter um it's going to be super futuristic super eco friendly all this stuff and when i was reading this article the first thing that popped in my mind even seeing the picture was the first part of the poll new vegas anyone i immediately thought of yeah. fallout las Ve or new vegas when i heard that uh, yeah, this that's, city that's is a thing. testament to man's hubris. Yeah, the city is... You, you can't make an anarchist commune and have a, C, the, a CEO build it. That's not how that happens. <laughs> Those things don't... Oh. That's, you, you tell people that, and then you end up living in a company mining town, is what's happened. He's, he's building... Here's, he, the, the thing's going to run on script. Everyone's... Here's, it's... Yeah. Yep. No, here, here's the thing. As a CEO, when you have a plan, you need to flesh it all out, and then you need to look at it and think to yourself one thing. Does my plan work as act one of a Superman movie? I was, I thought <laughs> if it say, does, you throw it away. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, does it make you horny? And if it doesn't... Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> does this plan make you horny? And if it doesn't, you call Mike Myers. Who can do it for you? But anyways, 48% of people said New Vegas, anyone? And 52% of people said $400 billion for what? And rightfully so. Um, that was just a funny thing I had noticed in, yeah. in the news. But yeah, uh, Not really especially the related. desert part of it. Because you can't get out. There's nowhere... Like, it's... Everything about that says company town. Like, it's... What, like, this is... Oh, they're gonna have to have. Wait till he learns about the, the about railway cars. <laughs> like they're somebody tell Jeff Bezos about that. A majority of their water brought in because the likelihood that they tap into an aquifer mm -hmm. and a stable, sustainable one is going to be low. I mean, I'm sure because they said it's an eco-friendly city, quote unquote, that they're going to somehow, you know, um, no eco's a dog. I don't think harvest is the word. Uh, collect the rain. No, I'm harvest sure is the word we're going to use because yeah. it, it sounds like there's gross. better places to collect rain than a desert. <coughs> That's just me. I mean, the desert does get rainy once in a while <laughs> in the right season. But mm -hmm. I think we need to invent proper moisture farming like in Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. We Don't can just rip started. moisture out of the air <laughs> and get, get, get some blue milk. Um, Philip Summers received a cease and desist notice after successfully launching a $200,000 kickstart. I believe it's 200,000, maybe 100,000. 
Should have looked that up before the show. Launching a Kickstarter to recreate famous Nintendo video game strategy guides with hand-drawn art, such as Metroid, Mario, Zelda, so on and so forth. Um, 45% of people said, what the hell, Nintendo? And 55% of people said, not surprised. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks that he was able to successfully do this campaign at such a high dollar amount, which you would think Nintendo would have taken notice at some point, not let him follow through with the campaign, start everything, and then send him the desist order. Honestly, I don't know how Kickstarter let it through. Because this is so obviously not his property to start with. Like, we expect this from Nintendo. The fact that it ever, ever got through Kickstarter. Like, I don't know if they have any sort of process to vet these things it seems like there'd be something and that that would not get through it yeah i mean like it's i'm curious about the e-commerce side of that because i know etsy a lot of people make inspired stuff and even pinterest in some degree kind of has a similar um layout and whatnot i know there are some creators that i see on our twitter feed or on our instagram who make a bunch of products inspired and directly ripping off Nintendo products, which I don't care. Make your money how you make your money. It's none of my business. But how certain people slip through the cracks and other people don't, and what the companies do to assuage some of that is a little bit nebulous to me personally. Um, I mean, more than likely, and I know the way a lot of like lawyers react to stuff like this, they probably weren't worried about him until he made that much money. That's fair. I mean, if you're making a couple hundred dollars every month, not that big of a deal. But if you're pulling in $100,000 to make this a campaign, yeah, you're going to be like, I want some of that cheddar. Yep. But again, I, I agree with Josh on that. It, it, it seems like more of a failing of Kickstarter as a company for not yeah. being like, hey, you can't do this, dude. Like, well, they're going like, to shut you down. It's not even just that. It's like, I could see, like, you could absolutely release you know, fan art of something that is legal. That's obviously protected. I think the issue is the recreating the strategy guides. Like what do you, what do you mean recreating? Is it just, is it going to be the same text? What's, is it that, it was, that I didn't read anything. I'm sure it would be very, very similar. Um, I'm sure it wouldn't be word for word the same. I could be wrong on that. Oh I no, I bet that, it would be really my, my thought so? is it would be the exact strategy guide just with different pictures and that, yeah i, I that's bet where i think be. it is you know over the line of like oh no you're just yeah why wouldn't you make it like a high school paper essay paper that you turn in and <laughs> because then you've got a then you've got the teacher went to the bathroom the bathroom, this is my rewording, the yeah. bathroom was used by the teacher. Like The bathroom went to the teacher. Just, just the make the entire, the entire uh, strategy guide passive voice. Yeah, Because exactly. then you have to rewrite multiple strategy guides instead of copying, pasting text, and putting yeah. artwork in it. Yeah, I mean, the, making the, hard, or the artwork is hard enough as it is, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer because it's, it's like... Nintendo's never going to make fucking money from strategy guides anymore anyways. Why does it matter? It's just a No one item. is, nor should they. Mm-hmm. Right. But Oh, well. I feel bad for him, but also he should have known better. And also, Kickstarter should have had better measures in place to prevent him from getting that far into the process. 
Leave it there. Uh, Shang-Chi is a fantastic start to phase four of Marvel movies. So people say, such as Rich. Is this something that you... Oh, sorry. It switched over while I was in the middle of reading it. It is also wonderful to see an Asian superhero on the big screen. Have you seen it yet? 35% of people said I loved it. 65% of people said not yet. Now, our good buddy Rich here, you've seen it, correct? Yeah. How'd you like it? I, I liked it a lot. I, I, I would talk it at nauseum, but we did talk, talk about it at nauseum last week. We did, yeah. We did, yes. Yes, we did. So, um, yeah, I really want to see it. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I'm hesitant to obviously go to a movie theater, so I got to kind of wait until mm-hmm. it's fully dropped. But, yeah, I want to see it. Totally. Josh, it is like I said. Yet, I don't. I don't begrudge anyone awesome. waiting. In fact, I'd encourage you to wait. But it is. Wor- it's worth seeing. Mm. Um, but don't. Don't risk going to a movie theater if you feel even slightly uncomfortable about it. Yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm just. I don't see myself going to a theater for some time at this well, point. With that, that was the luck in it, Josh. Uh, and I explained this to Shay went the other day last week. Um, I went to the first showing on a Saturday morning, mm. and there was no one else in the theater. Yeah, couldn't have been better. Yeah, like every now and then, like I think can't remember the last movie we've been to see but like yeah yeah you you get those matinee times or the like the the really off hours um i got an 11 a.m the very first screening of the day yep yeah and you can yeah great it's nice it's nice it's regardless of covid it's really nice to just go have a theater to yourself yeah one of the greatest feelings in the world Mm -hmm. besides your great your great old nan giving you some fresh cookies out of the oven. I've mm-hmm. never said nan, and I'll never say it again. Thanks a lot, nan. Not... <laughs> you sound like great my Scottish. Nan. You sound like my Scottish cousins. Mm. I wish I could speak with a Scottish accent. That'd be way, way wonderful. Uh, the music I listen to often changes with the seasons. Personally, me. Is this something that you experience, or are your music choices constant? Fifty-eight percent of people said it changes. And 42% of people said the same music year round. How is it for you guys? I mean, I think my, what I'm listening to changes. I don't know if it's directly tied to the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a seasonal, I mean, like other than, you know, Christmas music or whatever, which, which I only listen to in uh, March. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like I listen to a variety of stuff just, you know, in general so Mm. it changes all the time yeah 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 and on this i'm I'm, my music choices kind of change i go through phases and stuff like that but i noticed that this year especially during this summer i was really listening to a lot happier music a lot less metal a lot a lot of different genres that just had a little bit more positive feeling more major chords that kind of thing and it started to feel a little bit like fall over here and then immediately all the songs i wanted to listen to are metal and i was like the fuck why is that you know like i just noticed that about myself at 30 years of age hmm. huh so it's like it's fall time metal for the metal autumn. yeah time to listen to metal you autumn. put on a stu- you yeah. put on a studded leather jacket when you feel a slight breeze Mm-hmm. Fucking put on um time for the, time uh, for battle, pumpkin battle spice vest. and double bass. Battle yep. vest walk into my classroom. Listen here, pussies, you're gonna listen to some slayer today. Dylan, 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 Dylan. What the hell? 
That's one of my children who are really good at English saying that. That's like they're real talented. Yeah, they'd freak the fuck out. But yeah, I, I, I didn't know if other people, it happens to them as well. So interesting. Hmm. The last poll that I did, um, it's difficult to find plant-based options in Japan. I've been wanting to try them, but I haven't been able to find any. For those of you who have tried plant-based meat, how is it? It's not uh, impossible okay. to find it here. Haha, <laughs> to impossible meat. That was an accident. But it's very difficult um, was, to find was, plant-based yeah. meat. I mean, obviously, have access to tofu and yeah. I was about to like say, that. like most of the stuff they eat there is plant, but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to yeah. try that actual plant-based meat though, like the the yeah. Beyond Meat or the Impossible Burger, um, that kind of shit. Yeah, I like I like Impossible stuff. Uh, yeah. all the all the Impossible stuff I've tried has been pretty good. Mm, um, there's good. a brand there's a brand of plant-based nuggets, like chicken nuggets. I've been buying frozen from the grocery store that are pretty good. Mm. Um. And like again, I always feel like there's these weird arguments. People like, like they're not that much better for you. And a lot of it's like, well, a lot of it isn't really about how much better it is for me. It's about how much how better much better it is, it is for, for the chicken. For yeah, the chicken <laughs> and for the planet as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of chicken, I mean, it's not some. It's not something you need to, like, look here. I'm not preaching to anybody. I'm I'm just talking to Rich here. Um. So please don't think mm-hmm. we're preaching to you. I don't know why I'm looking at my camera directly at Rich and Josh as I say this, as in, like, supposedly other people are watching this right now, which they're not. But uh, anyways, I it's not about, like, daily eating this stuff to, like, completely get rid of meat. Obviously, that potentially is an end goal, but as long as you're reducing the amount of meat consumption, you're helping the problem. And that, I think that's kind of the whole point. And I'm sure rich, you probably feel similarly. It's like, yeah, I'm still going to fucking mash a tasty burger once in a while, but also I'm going to where I can t- from time to time, reduce my meat consumption. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, like those impossible burgers are pretty fucking good. Yeah. They're good. Um, good. And like, and as far as like, literally like those, uh, like, plant-based chicken nuggets like i don't mind just eating those as opposed to regular chicken nuggets all the time like they're pretty fucking good the the thing that this okay now i am preaching mm-hmm. uh <laughs> there's a d- delineation there i love the people who bitch and complain like i don't know what the fuck's going in this impossible meat beyond meat bullshit like i'm not gonna fucking eat it you'd be surprised the amount of steroids and other bullshit that goes into the meat you're currently eating so yeah any fast any fast food they are using absolutely the cheapest shit they can put they can legally put in their food the Um, amount of antibiotics and other shit yeah like okay i i was trying to remember the the brand name because i remembered it being funny so i had to look it up uh the brand of chicken nuggets i buy is called incognito that's pretty great (laughs) that's pretty great (laughs) oh that is amazing i love it but no, I I'd been listening to another podcast and I one of my seen... favorite pornos from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> that and that and titty titty bang bang. <laughs> Jesus. I was trying to think of some pun for Chinatown, which is a nineteen seventies movie with um uh Jack Nicholson. I was trying to think of some porn pun on the spot, I couldn't think of it. But mm. no, I've been seeing some social media polls on Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger, Burger, so I wanted to try it. Unfortunately, that kind of stuff is very difficult to come by here in Japan. Yeah, and I think there's it's less... extremely expensive comparatively to eat vegan. And 
over yeah. here. Plus, the options are very limited. Yeah. I think there's less demand for meat in general, so less demand for a meat replacement, because why wouldn't you just eat a vegetable? Whereas <laughs> telling a, a fucking Texan to just eat a vegetable is liable to get you shot. What? Um, yeah. Well. That boy ain't right. Mm-hmm. Other other thoughts about Texas, but anyways, um, it's a review. No, I, I mean, like the the amount <laughs> the amount of <laughs> that awkward laugh. Now, the amount of um, meat that Japanese people consume is a lot more than I expected here. Like they love yakiniku and uh, mm-hmm. gyuniku and niku is uh, Japanese for meat, by the way. For those of you who have no knowledge of Japanese. They eat a lot of uh, karage, which is fried chicken, and a lot of other meat, which I was surprised at. But it's much more balanced over here. I will say that generally, their their courses are much more balanced than yeah. The That's US. most of the world. With KFC just, is a Christmas treat. Yeah, like Americans eat a ton of meat, just a ton, like way more than you need. You don't need that much meat. It's why heart disease is such a problem there. Yeah, it's it's out of control. And and this is coming for someone who likes meat. Yeah, meat is good. Yeah. But we we do overdo it. Yep. You don't like, yeah, no, you don't need inco- three Josh's meals worth of meat a day. Porn well, that's just it. Like there there's definitely points in my life so where you'd be hard meat. pressed for me to have a meal that did not have meat. Mhm. Hmm. Try to slip my joke in there. I wasn't quick enough. Sorry guys. I kind of talked over top of you you bastard i know <laughs> but that's the polls this week again if you guys want to vote on those every tuesday uh we're gonna round up the show with a few quick back-end stuff if you want to get more from us head over to sorechomp.com where you get access to more podcasts you get access to articles that rich and ray and i write ray actually just got a new one up on a game boy advance game called game boy color game boy it's color game sp- called spawn for the game boy color <laughs> there you go that thanks a lot gem. konami that shining gem uh, he just got up there you can also access our Redbubble site where we have tons of merch for your viewing and purchasing pleasure if you buy anything let us know send us a picture we'd love to feature it on social media um also you can get access to our patreon which gets you exclusive content such as additional episodes that we only release there, early access to Chomping After Dark and other various things. You can get access to a lot of stuff. Just head over there, check it out if you're at all interested in that. Any business inquiries for us, swordchomp at gmail.com is the best way to reach us. And last but not least, thank you so much to those of you who hang out, hang around, listen to our ramblings, support us on social media, fill the space in our discord we appreciate each and every one of you who support us thank you so much it means the world to us i know i say that all the time i know i say that phrase all the time it probably has lost all meaning at this point but i truly do mean it so thank each and every one of you uh we're going to be back next week for another exciting episode um topic probably won't be as long as this week and we'll have a lot more games to talk about hopefully some tales of arise and uh warrior and some spoiler and some last minute uh or some last yeah last minute thoughts josh and i may have on psychonauts passing thoughts and yeah 
just be ready to check it out next week. Thank you so much. We love each and every one of you. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Take care of one another. And Span new to your pets. Span new to your pets. I don't know why I said that Sean Connery voice. And take that care. was not Bob Barker. Definitely. That was not Bob Barker. Bye. Right, bye. Nice voice. Take care, everyone. <laughs>